Okay. Are you ready, Danny? Fuck it. Do it live. Welcome to the mouthpiece. What, what episode? What, why is this not working? Do you hear me, Danny? Oh, I'm fucking an idiot. Try to start from the beginning. I'm a, I'm a moron. Everybody knows, though. They're all laughing because they know I'm a moron. But it's okay. Ready? We'll do it live! Fuck it! Do it live! Welcome to the Mouthpiece, episode 70, year three. Today is a special day. We're going to have a celebration of life for Lane Flack. Uh, it's a special day, but a somber day. And um, we're going to uh, have a lot of people come on. So come on and join us. The Mouthpiece is next. What up, what up? Hi, everybody. Um, uh, I just wanted to, it's a really tough day for, for everybody as uh, we lost Lane Flack two days ago. Um, everybody's going to come on and uh, kind of give a special Lane Flack story. Um, I have many. Uh, most of them are kind of incriminating, so I'm going to try and do my best here. Um, when I won my first bracelet in 1999, um, Lane was there for me. And at the time, Lane was one of the best no limit holding players in the world. And um, he gave me a lot of advice and helped me get through it. It was one of the, the, the favorite things that, that, that he's ever done. And here I'm already getting emotional. Um, but, um, <clears throat> you know, he was a, a good guy. I mean, you know, everybody has their demons, but this man was somebody that just made you light up at the table. He was so much fun. He was just such a good person. Um, uh, I, I never had more more fun than I had with Lane. I mean, I've done a lot of partying in my life, and it was never more fun than going out with Lane. Lane just was the life of the party, and um, you know, I'm gonna really miss him. You know, he was over my house uh, on July 3rd, and we hadn't had a heart to heart talk in about five years. And uh, you know, he told me uh, how good things were going for him, and he's playing in a big big O game. And um, I, uh, the thing I guess I could tell everybody is uh, his last bad beat story he told me, which was, Mikey, I got it all in with ace, ace, deuce, three. The flop came ace, five, six, three-way, $8,000 cap. And this fucking moron with deuce, four, seven, eight. And it comes a fucking three, and I, and I get fucking scooped. He goes, but this game's so good. These guys are idiots. Anyway, that was his last bad beat story to me, of course. You know, because I, I do play a lot of Omaha 8. It was, um, you know, it was kind of a funny, uh, big, you know, bad beat story. Uh, we kind of talked about everything. We, you know, we talked about uh, his life, how he's doing. He told me he'd uh, been doing really well. He'd been clean for two years um, and uh, things were looking up. You know, poker was really good. Um, and, uh, you know, we just talked about old times and stuff. So, you know, it's uh, it's very, 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 very sad, you know, to me. Uh, when I heard this news t- two days ago and um, you know, I, I, I literally cried on the phone with me and uh, Matt Savage and uh, Phil Helmuth. So, you know, um, we're going to try and get through this all together. Uh, Lane would not want us to cry. Lane would want us to party and have fun. So um, we're going to, we're going to try and do this the best we can. Um, there's so many people that are going to come on with so many good stories about Lane. A lot of people don't realize this, but I'm going to say it like it is. He's got six WSOP bracelets, 
from two from 1999 to 2003, he was the best no limit holding player in the world, and it wasn't even fucking close. And uh, one of the things he always talked about is he never, you know, really got credit for his accomplishments. You know, it's like uh, you know, like one of the lines he said is somebody came up to him and says, "Oh, you got six bracelets when bracelets were easy," and his answer would be, "Well." How come nobody else had six bracelets? The bracelets were so easy. So, you know, um, Lane was ahead of his time. Uh, you know, as much as, uh, you know, I want to be in the Hall of Fame and other people I know close like Matt, we want to be. Uh, I really believe that uh, that Lane Flack deserves to be in the Hall of Fame. And hopefully him and Ted will maybe get in together this year. And um, we uh, Ted Forrest will be calling in. Uh, he won't be on Zoom. Uh, and his daughter and his brother will be calling in later. So um, with that ado, I don't need to speak anymore. I'm going to bring in Matt Savage to talk first, and uh, uh, and uh, we'll go to the next after that. Matt, are you there? I am here. Hey, Mike. Okay. Hi, 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 buddy. How you doing? I'm okay. Uh, yeah, I uh, was very saddened to hear the news the other day. Uh, you know, I had just come off the golf course, a place where I'd seen Lane just two weeks earlier with uh, Pat O'Malley, who's also on this call right now. Yeah. Um, we, um, so Lane, Lane was a big part of, of my career and he's, it seems like he's always been there. He's been a guy that I can count on, uh, you know, to provide enjoyment for me. You know, I'm not working, I'm not playing like you guys. I'm not, uh, that's not my job. My job is to, to run the tournaments and, and, uh, Lane made my life interesting. You know, yeah. uh, I could tell you in the early 2000s, the WSOP 2002 was my first uh, time running the World Series of Poker. Um, Lane was a guy that was just seemed to always be there every day and be deep in all the tournaments. And even though uh, he got the name back to back flack a few years earlier than that, uh, it was that year that he'd won back to back no limit tournaments. And people would, wouldn't even understand it today because the no limit tournaments were, I think, what ten days apart. Uh, yeah. Now, no. now there's no limit tournament every single day, right? Or two or three. Uh, but back in those days, limit hold'em was actually bigger than no limit. Uh, believe it or not, even though yeah, the, every, that, everything was limit. Yeah. Everything was limit. So it's one of those things where, um, you know, he would be there from the beginning of the day to the end of the day, drinking a beer. You know, drinking yeah. a. You know, the fun, the funny part about this story is on the second of his back to back, he had all the chips. I go, man, how'd you, how good did you run? How did you get all the chips? He goes, I don't know. I was drunk. <laughs> it was one of the funniest things he ever said to me, you know, and then he went on to win that tournament back to back. But even so, though he was drinking the beer, I'm telling you, he was the sharpest guy I've ever met. As, he was. as far as the he table. Was. He was. Him and I would go back and forth, you know, and I would be announcing those final tables every day. And, you know, I would count the chips and he, you know, Somebody would throw out a bet or how many chips does the guy have behind? And I would announce a, a number and he goes, ah, you're off by a hundred. You know, I'm like, no, I'm not. The guy would count it out and I'd be off by a hundred. Right. Lane was the, the sharpest uh, I'd ever seen at no limit and that time. And um, uh, it was a lot of fun to watch. I mean, he made it interesting for me. Um, 
you know, that was back when I met my wife, Marianne. And, uh, you know, he always would tell me that uh, if, it, if, it, if he's the one that let me have Marianne, because he would have had Marianne first if you just had made an effort. Right. And so he said he always he always tell me that it was because of him that, uh, you know, I actually found my wife. So uh, we always had that story. And every time we'd see each other over the years, he'd, he'd say the same thing. But, uh, you know, I love the guy. Um, I love them, too, man. Every single time I saw him. It was like, hey, come join me. I'm going over here. I'm, I'm sitting here at Bellagio, you know, in the uh, in the High Limit Lounge. Come over, have a drink with me, and let, let's hang out for a little while, and just tell stories. And we'd talk about the past and talk about uh, the times we shared and the times that and, and we enjoyed. And we, you know, we were all over the world together. Um, in Monte Carlo, uh, we had the main that event, the first tournament ever held in Monte Carlo. We had we had fun in Monte Carlo, man. It was amazing. It was the first time we were over there. It was long before Poker Stars was even there. And uh, the, the the funny thing was, was that uh, we had a consolation tournament. We got to the final table and I'm like, Lane, <laughs> he had the chips, but I'm like, you know, how long is this going to be? He goes, don't worry, it won't be long. And he <laughs> literally busted this final table in under an hour. It was the most amazing thing I've ever seen. It's still probably the most amazing final table performance I've ever seen uh, was that tournament because it was that everybody was pretty deep, but uh, he got it done early. So we go out and have a good time in the city. So uh lane uh I, I love the guy um i'm here i got plenty more stories but i want to pass it along to somebody else to say some 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 more okay so you you know you stay in the queue we can bring you yeah, back with I'm more here. stories after yeah, uh, i'm gonna i'm gonna i'm gonna go ne- uh second with pat o'malley i know that you guys were really close um so go ahead and uh tell us what uh some some good lane stories and and how close you guys were for everybody out there uh, I met him in, uh, I think it was right around 1995 on a poker cruise. I think he had gone to deal, um, but he didn't deal much. We ended up starting some game I had no clue about with five card Omaha, $1, $2, something. All we did was throw chips in and drink the whole time. And that's where we started giving Lane shit the early days. We'd drink all our beer and we'd tell him to go get beers. And we got to a port and he'd come back with a six pack. And we'd say, I mean, what the hell? You drink that in an hour, Lane. And uh, as years went on and, and he had his daughter and uh, started winning tournaments and we just uh, would always stay in touch and always hook up. And um, uh, he, uh, we did the Savage tur- uh, golf tournaments, and got him Chip Jet and myself and got close in uh, Myrtle Beach, South Carolina, had a great trip on that one and um, would always go visit him. And uh, some of the couple of funny stories with Lane that I'm sure Mike and others have heard if anybody wronged him or, or gave him a wrong look or talked a little bit of shit. His favorite line was, let's go scrap some gravel, you know, and he would say, let's go, let's go resolve it, go out in the parking lot and scrap a little gravel. So that's my favorite line with Lane was scrapping gravel. Uh, another time we were at the hard rock and I think it was Ted Forrest or Doug Crook or somebody. And he just happened to recognize one of his, uh, someone that he knew uh, was a, a little Asian college kid that was a drug dealer. And, uh, Lane's, you know how Lane is full of energy, and he says, "Give me your badge. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go act like we're undercover, and I'm gonna go jack this drug dealer." <laughs> and uh, he he grabbed my badge and went in the bathroom, and I went chasing after him and ran up to him, and he says, "All right, flash my badge and said, give me all your, give me all the drugs and give me all your money." And you should have seen the guy's look on his face, but you know, Lane just starts busting out laughing right after. Him. Yeah. Um, I got to, I, I, I've been up several times recently, but the last one was probably the best. You know, got to uh, play golf at uh, Southern Highlands. 
Yeah. Well, it's, 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 it's tough. Are you there? Pat? Yeah. Yeah. No, I know. And, uh, and we got to, uh, uh, I spent five days in this house. Yeah. And, uh, you know, that's play uh, one of the holes was savage and, and, uh, I got to hang out with him and, and, uh, you know, a couple things that, uh, was fairly for him was his daughter. Yeah, I know. And, uh, he was in a good spot. <laughs> he, uh, he was healthy and happy and how uh, we get to golf and play poker and hang out and, uh, the only, it was only complaint the whole time that he couldn't sleep. Uh, I'm sure they told other people that. Um, yeah. He didn't understand. He, uh, he he said he was best when his mom and his sister came to visit. And then when I was there, he yeah. seemed like he was better when people were with him. Yeah. Uh, so, you know. Yeah. In the end, I think Stephen, he finally fell asleep. Yeah, you know. Just a solid dude. Everybody knows he just, he loved everybody. He He had a lot of friends, and and it depended on, you know, when Lane came up, it depended on what kind of mood you were in. If you wanted, if Lane was his crazy self, and you'd say hi and and high five and hug him, and and then you'd want to move on because you weren't in the mood to hang out with all of his energy. Because he always had so much energy. But then if you were in the right mood, then all of his friends would always, you know, go out and hang out and do everything. So whenever I would, I could never hang with Lane. So whenever I went to Vegas or to hang out, we would hang out together. It would be, I'd say I'm going to live the life of Lane, but I'm only going to live two hours because that's all I can handle. <laughs> um, so, you know, in closing, uh, he always called. And when he'd be going to L.A. Um, from Vegas, and he it was just normal humor, and he'd call and say, "Hey, I'm about, I'm doing 100, and I'm coming down to 15. About to get on the 210, and I expect my police escort all the way across into LA." And uh, so there would be times when I'd have my friends pull him over, and he wouldn't know who, who it was or what it was or how to act. Or other times, I'd give him an escort across the 10 uh, mm-hmm. with the police cars. So, um, as most people know, that uh, he would use my name, but then he would say, "They'd say who?" and same, oh my cop buddy, you know. So uh, Lane, Lane loved to be Lane. He loved, loved. I wish people recognized him. But, uh, I'll miss him. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm gonna miss him. I mean, so much. Uh, you know, like I said, it's like uh, we used to be real close, and you know, and, and like he came over like on July third, and I mean, we talked about everything, and I mean, the one thing he, he kept saying is how much he loved his daughter, you know, and. It's just really sad because he finally got his shit together, and I don't know, man. It is what it is. You know, we just gotta try and be, try and not cry, try and be happy, try and tell good, good lane stories, and um, and you know, it's all we could do. You know, he he would want that. He want he'd want us to be happy right now. He he wouldn't want us to be sad. So, you know, we'll try. <laughs> it's it's hard for us, but we're gonna all try. Mike, Mike, I'm wearing this shirt today, and this is actually the 11th annual tournament that we had. Uh, yeah. And Lane actually won this tournament. 
And, you know, to be honest, everybody would say uh, that he was a sandbagger. So we kind of kicked him out of the tournament after that. True story. <laughs> no, I've uh, heard that. I heard that. Yeah, he was he a actually won the tournament. And yeah. we, we were, uh, we, you know, even though we loved each other, we, and it was the same thing with Gavin. Like, we would, when he was playing poker, I never really had a problem with him. Even though I'd make a ruling against him or whatever, you know, he would, uh, he would still, you know, respect that. But on the golf course, we used to fight yeah. all the time. Got to be honest. So, um, I think we should bring in Chip Jet. Chip Jet is uh, yeah. probably one of his longest uh, friends, and him, yeah. uh, he he got in a lot of trouble with Chip. You know, to be honest, uh, yeah, I remember. Uh, I mean, I'm, I'm here, glad you're there. I know you. Uh, you know, Lane almost cost uh, your marriage uh, a few times. I know that for sure. <laughs> so, so bring in Chip Jet. All right, Chip, how you doing, my man? Uh, I'm all right. Um, it's good to see you. Thank you. Uh, sad to be here, but. You know, um, you know, I'm going to I'm going to keep this pretty short. I'm not great with, uh, you know, public speaking or whatever. Yeah, but, yeah. Uh, you know, and uh, as uh, Matt kind of alluded to most of my stories with Lane, uh, you know, one of us is still alive, so I still can't tell him. Um, maybe I'll maybe I'll write them down. So when I'm gone, we can, you know, someone can get a kick out of them. But but, uh, you know, they're uh they're they're not not for family audiences. Most of the funniest ones are are kind of a uh, you know out there uh, just just because we were running around pretty hard at the time. But uh, the the one that I thought of that was appropriate for this was actually the first time I ever hung uh, hung out with Lane. Uh, we were in Reno, and we had been out you know out at the bars all night, and it was like three in the morning, and we went back to uh, the Reno Hilton, and uh, we were going to go bowling, even though you know it was three or four in the morning and uh he was a great he was a great bowler i know that. yeah i mean he had he had so many hidden talents but he as we're as we were stumbling to the bowling alley he said whatever you whatever i do in there you can't tell anybody and i'm like okay whatever and uh we go in there and and he throws throws a few uh, practice balls and then he bowls a two six a 269 with a house ball you know the, one, the first time i'd ever seen him bowl or you know i mean just like it was just amazing, and he, and I just remember when we were all done, you know. And he just he looked at me, and he kind of did, you know, Shh, don't, you know, don't, don't be blowing up my spot here. I, yeah. I, you know, now I now I know this lane. I can I can probably do this whenever I want and make some money on this trip, you know. And uh, you know, it was great. He, you know, he told me many times that if he had never found poker, he probably would have become a professional bowler. He was he was that good. Probably, you know, uh, could have. Yeah, uh, he was better than me. I I averaged two hundred eight. He averaged like two twenty two. Right. Was, yeah. He was, unbelievable. he was amazing. And, uh, you know, same, same with like, uh, arm wrestling, you know, I mean, he was so skinny and he was a great arm wrestler. I mean, I remember him being Chad Brown at arm wrestling and that amazed everyone. And, you know, I mean, he was, uh, you know, he, we used to hang out with Jimmy Miller, who was, you know, just a jacked Marine and he could, you know, he could beat Jimmy and it was just, it was, a uh, you know, he, he had these talents that, that, that just just from you know growing up in Montana and the stuff they did there that it was a uh, you know he was an amazing guy to be around. Yeah, yeah. You know, I know you guys were really really close, and and uh, when we were all doing crazy stuff in the early two thousands, uh, I mean, we had a lot of fun together, and I know you guys were like best friends. Um, so uh, you know, it's uh, it's just a, it's tough to deal with. You know, it's um, you know whatever. You know, thank you know. Thanks a lot, Chip. You know, I just, yep. you know, I, we love you very much. Um, hey, Mike, I don't know if you know. Um, I said something to somebody the other day about 
you know, Lane's friends, but uh, and someone was surprised that Scott Clement was so close to Lane. Right. And, you know, the, the last years of uh, those guys, man, Scott and him were so close. Okay. I just know that, that uh, I think about Scott, too. Scott's here. Scott's here in the chat. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah, Scott's here. So um, I'm going to go uh, to uh, – we're going to go to Scott. We're going to go to Eric Lindgren next, and then we'll go to Scott Clements. So, Eric, uh, I know you guys are real close for a long time. Uh, I'll let everybody know some stories. Hey, Mikey. Hey, buddy. Yeah, the, the first thing that comes to mind is obviously he was just good at any game, like just ridiculous. Like he picks up games so fast, like from bowling. to It doesn't matter if you came up with a game. He It always takes me a while to figure stuff out, but he would just figure something out faster than anybody. So that goes, I know Doyle said like he's just the fastest guy with his mind. And I think Matt Savage said it too. And it, it just, just, just so true. Um, and the first time I met him was downstairs at Binion's. Uh, I hopped in a satellite. I didn't even play tournaments at the time. It's probably 1997. And sure enough, I got, I got heads up with him. And uh, his wife at the time actually finished third and it was, we're just having beers. And, and he told me like two or three tells that I had that were stone true. <laughs> and he just was destroying me and he, he just killed me, but he taught me lessons that, that I never forgot that day. And we went on to hang out quite a bit, but uh, the, the one story that really sticks in my mind is he was in a, a PLO or not. He was in a Omaha eight tournament at Bellagio, uh, the five diamond and Josh Ari is the final table. He says, you got to come watch this. He's Lane's putting chips on each corner of his cards. And if, if you bet to him, he raises you. If you check to him, he bets. And he has every chip on the table. <laughs> and Josh is just like, I don't know what to do. <laughs> he says, Lane won't look until the river. And I don't know what Lane's plan B was, but he won that tournament in like 90 minutes. And it, it was just insane. So he, he just, he took things to the extreme a lot, but, he had an incredible amount of success and he was literally the first guy to reach out to me when uh, Gavin Smith passed away. And he was always just super sensitive and he could just always kind of tell how you were doing when he saw you, he could just read you if you were down or, or up or, and uh, yeah, like Pat said, like his energy was sometimes hard to keep up with, <laughs> you know, sometimes you just, you couldn't elevate to that point, but man, it was fucking awesome. <laughs> and uh, kind of, went through the casino last night kind of looking around and kind of felt like I was looking for lane, but, it, and it just kind of, kind of made me laugh because I just pictured that smile. So yeah. thanks for having me on Mike. Uh, appreciate all you guys. It's just good to see everybody. Yeah. Uh, thank th- Thank th- Thanks a lot, uh, Eric. I appreciate you coming on. Uh, okay. So we're going to go, uh, we're going to go next to Scott Clemens. Uh, uh, Scott, uh, you there? We don't hear you, Scott. You're, you might be muted. I think he might be off. He might be off. No, he's there. He's 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 not. Okay. He, there you My go. My daughter's teaching me how to use this. Okay. <laughs> yeah, you're like me. I don't have a fucking clue either. Okay, yeah. Scott. Uh, you know, I Mike, didn't realize. I didn't realize I mean, how you, close you, you guys were. His daughter's uh, right behind him. Do you have to swear? No, I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, go ahead. Uh, go ahead, Scott. Well, I mean, I. I Hold on. There's a bunch of us here with it on. So um, I don't really know what to say, like, immediately. I mean, there's so many thoughts. I spent so much time with Lane. Yeah, kind of lower your volume in the back of the what you're listening to. So if it's anybody, kind of it's in the back, they can put on the mute. Yeah, put yeah. it on. Yeah, yeah. I, I think we got it now. Okay. I mean, 
there's so many things that have been going through my mind just like over the last like few days like so uh, it's just obviously it's just terrible i mean but i mean i miss him so much and just i mean I like how eric said it, like he just he just talks a mile a minute and i loved it like i spent so much time with him i wouldn't even have to talk i just get to sit there and listen and just like but he did he was so sharp on everything he taught me so many things and i mean <clears throat> i haven't had a lot of time to think about it we've been pretty busy but I, I'll have some more time. I can get on some more later and maybe try to think of some stories, but I mean, I've, I've got a million of them. So <laughs> we all got a million of them. Yeah. Very spe- just very special person. And I'm not very good at putting things into words, but. Hey, Mike, I'm here. This is Ted. I'm here with Scott. Uh, oh, okay. With, uh, yeah. I was thinking of a, a really cool lame story. Hey, Ted, how's it going, Ted? Uh, Ted, you've hey, got to have 500 Blaine stories. <laughs> 500, 5,000. Jesus Christ, Ted, look how long your hair is, man. That's, yeah, no haircut in the last year. I like it. But, uh, yeah, it's like a, I like your bald look. That's the opposite. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I remember uh, me, Chip, and Lane, we, uh, we flew down to uh, Tunica for the tournament. And uh, I think I was there. Well, yeah, I think I, I think we brought like maybe 20,000 between us or something. Yeah. And uh, after about four days, the 20,000 was looking like 3000. <laughs> so I said, you know, screw this. Um, I decided to take a drive to Florida and see an old girlfriend and uh, left Chip and, uh, and Lane uh, in Tunica playing and they were playing the tournaments and, and the side action. And, uh, I was gone in Florida for like two days. I get back. Chip had won like 17,000 in a tournament. Lane had won like 20,000 in uh poker or co- some combination of dice and poker. <laughs> and I'm like, all right, 30, 35,000. We got a shot here. So the three of us go to the dice table and uh, to make a long story short, we turn the 35,000 into like over 300,000. <laughs> so, <laughs> so we're having, we're having a good, we're having a good uh, flight back, but we're, we're uh, walking through security and somehow uh, I got, about 20 minutes behind Lane because they were uh, checking the, the money that we were carrying back on the flight. And Lane had about, Lane had maybe 40,000 on him and I had about 250,000. It's funny you bring that up because I remember back when we went to Tunica, this was like uh, before 2000. So it was before 9-11. I had like, yeah. a, I had like 100,000 strapped like taped around around my belt underneath my shirt to go on a plane because I was like, well, I don't know. You know, they might. You know it's actually it's still legal to carry money on it. Yeah, I know, flight. but even, I was, even though they'd like to they'd like yep. to pretend it's not. Yeah, it's, I was young and so, stupid. I don't know. So at any rate, I get this call and it's Lane, and he's like, "They're holding me up at security for for twenty minutes, counting my money. They don't want to let me through. Blah blah blah." He calls me back a little bit later. He says he managed to get through with the with the forty thousand, and now I come up to this 
security a little bit later, and I'm coming through with a backpack with a quarter million in it. And uh, <laughs> the it was it was like a pretty much a country boy, country bumpkin type guy looks through the backpack. He gets on his walkie-talkie. He says, "We've got a passenger here with mega bucks. Repeat, mega bucks." I hear on the other end of the uh, walkie-talkie, "Is his name Lane Flack?" <laughs> he said, he, "He checks my ID. Nope." Mm-hmm. So I knew I was going to be in for a, a long, uh, a long ordeal there too. Um, but we made it back, and we were all happy. We ended up turning a what was looking like a, a broke trip into a nice winner. And uh, the uh, TSA agents actually called us later that night, and they said, you know, they had actually researched the rule, and we were actually correct that we could travel with that money. And they, they actually apologized for holding us up like that. Which was which was nice, I thought. They apologize. That's amazing. It is. It is. Yeah, I don't think they'd be apologizing uh, in twenty twenty one. Oh, that's for sure. Yeah. Uh, I got another lane story. Uh, you got a hundred of. You got a thousand of them. I was told uh, I'm going to make this one the short version because Ted, 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 please no short lane stories. You're the man. No short lane stories are. Right. Make them long. long. We want to hear long lane stories. I want to hear all the lane stories you have, Ted. And everybody on the stream wants to hear every lane story. Oh my God, you we'd be here, we'll be here till three a.m. Three days. Mikey, no one was closer to lane than Ted. For for five years, they spent sixty hours a week together. So yeah, well, him and him and him and him and Chip, respective girlfriends, appreciated that. I'm sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So uh, I'm going to give you the PG version of this story. Oh no! Give us the R version. Come on. <laughs> uh, don't go PG to don't, 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 PG thirteen. PG thirteen. Give us the PG thirteen version. PG thirteen. Yeah. Huh? Yeah. PG? I'm here with- with, I'm here with Lane's family and his okay. mom. Okay. But we can, we can still get the, the taste of the story. So anyway, uh, Lane and I uh, were uh, members of the Larry Flint game, which would play Friday, Saturday, and Sunday usually. Yeah. And a lot of times we'd go down to California and um, just, uh, you know, sometimes st- stay and play the smaller games at the commerce in between the, uh, in between the Larry game. So one weekend, Larry got sick or something. And so he canceled the game and Lane and I, and a couple of, a uh, couple other friends went down to Tijuana for, for the weekend. Um, so we've, you know, had a lot of fun, Drinking, it was a lot safer in Tijuana during those times. There was, wasn't all the cartel bullshit going on. But uh, at any rate, uh, Larry calls an emergency Monday game because he'd missed his weekend fix of of his poker. Uh, well, I'm actually missing, leaving out a big part of the story, but let me get to that. So Lane and I are drinking, partying, and uh, we we run across two Tijuana cops, and they put us in the back seat of the cop car. 
That's and funny. right away we knew this is this is just not good. So they uh, spoke a little bit of English, probably about as much uh, English as we spoke Spanglish, <laughs> but you know it was enough to understand each other. So the first state they tell us uh, they drive us around a while, and and we get the idea that they're kind of. Uh, they're telling us how bad the Mexican prisons are. And we get the idea that they're hinting for a bribe. <laughs> so right away, Lano says, we'll give you $1,000 each just to let us out and no harm, no foul. And uh, I looked at Lane and I said, how much cash you got on you? He says, uh, a couple hundred. I thought you had money. <laughs> <laughs> I, I said, uh, well, I don't think I have 2000 And I, like, reached my hand in my pocket, and I tried to count the bills without the cops seeing. And I, I tell him, I think I have seven or 800 <laughs> <laughs> And I, I had, like, some 20s in my other pocket. Mm-hmm. So they we're going back and forth and we're telling them we, we just don't have 2000. So they're telling us, you know, what a horror story, uh, the Mexican prisons will be for a gringo, even if we only are, you know, going to be in there for the weekend. Um, and they're driving around, driving around. Now they start driving in a direction that is like away from the city. Oh, wow. Yeah. And I'm thinking this is like, they're going to beat you up or something. Well, I, we didn't know. Mm-hmm. I mean, plus we were drunk. So anyway, to make to make a long story short, they drove us about 15 minutes outside of Tijuana, and there's like nothing around. And at this point, I just said, you know, Lane, give me all your money. And I got all my money, and we had like $1,080, something like that. And... We said, look, look, gentlemen, this is what we got. You know, we don't, we're not even going to have food money. But uh, if you want it, it's yours. And uh, they discussed it. Then they took us out of the car and searched us. <laughs> and luckily our pockets were empty. And they, they took the money and drove us back to Tijuana. <laughs> so that's not even the end of the story. Okay. So, me, so meanwhile, we I got a message on my phone that Larry's called an emergency Larry game for Monday. Mm-hmm. So we 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 head back. No, the people out there, tell them how big you guys used to play in the Larry Flint game because I think what two four thousand. Yeah, at that time it was we we'd play anywhere from uh, actually at that time it was fifteen and three thousand and two and four thousand for the last two hours. Yeah. And it was stud, everybody, and you, nobody yeah, played that was stud the only anymore. Game. That was the only <laughs> game Larry that Larry played with stud. Yeah. So we are uh, we get we drive back across the border, and we're we're everybody's dead tired. We haven't slept, and it's going to be close as as to whether we're going to make it. Uh, the game start started at four, and he would fine the players five hundred bucks if they're late. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so sometimes sometimes uh, we used to like to gamble to try to arrive like right around between 355 and you know maybe two minutes two or three minutes after four just to gamble for the 500 
You know what's funny? And what's even so funny about the story is you guys gave the cops a thousand and eighty bucks, and you're rushing back to play a fifteen hundred and three thousand game. Hey, I mean, I'm you got to put I'm the irony we, of this. In. Have, I'm glad we didn't have that money on us. I could imagine the shakedown for that. Yeah, no oh shit. My God. Yeah. So, Ted, so how did you, Ted? Let me ask you, how did you get back? Because you guys used all your money. Did you just tell a taxi driver we'll pay you later, or? Well, my girlfriend had a few bucks on her. <laughs> Oh, she was in Tijuana when you guys got picked up. Yeah. Oh, okay. You, re- you remember Alma? She spoke Spanish. Yeah, I remember Alma. Yeah, oh, okay. yeah she, was our, she was like our tour guide down there, or our interpreter. <laughs> I mean, not that we really needed one, but... Um, and Lane brought Paulette, but, uh, you know, Lane, <laughs> Lane and I went off on our own. Just I, forgot about Paul- I forgot about Paulette. Wow, that was something. Okay. Yeah, she, she was a little bit of a... A crazy one. She was something. Wow. Yeah, Lena and I could pick them. <laughs> so, <laughs> I'm worse than both of you guys. Come on, man. So, uh, yeah, actually, we did. We, in you know, late in uh, more recent years, we've improved a lot with that. I mean, <laughs> I've been with uh, my wife for 11 years. So, yeah. Uh, finally married or finally got with someone that I actually liked rather than you know, was just attracted to or loved or whatever. Yeah. So uh, we made it to the Larry game and uh, we did it all right. <laughs> what does that right mean? You guys won 200? Uh, between us, we might have won close to that. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Okay, well, that was, you know, that's a good story, man. And Ted, uh, hang around. We, we want to hear more, for sure. Yeah, we definitely Teddy, want to Teddy, hear I more. want to tell you right now, Ted, because I know you, you're a little shy. And, uh, you know, but I want to tell you, everybody's loving every minute of the stories you're telling. And I would love to hear, if you have anything more that's fun now or in 10 minutes from now, I want to hear more. <laughs> I know, I know, uh, you, Eileen. Well, let's sure hear. I will. I mean, if I can go into the X-rated stories, I mean, you guys just don't even know. <laughs> uh, listen, I mean, I know a lot of them, but I don't know what you know because he, I know you guys did some fun stuff together. You know, I, yeah. I, I remember the one thing is, and I don't want to get get too too graphic here. Is I'll never forget. Remember, we're with Lane's mom. Mike, yeah. Mike, <laughs> Mike, please, Mike. You know, no, I just, I, I'm not going to say anything, but I just remember the first time in 2000 that. We all went to a strip club and you, I guess you had never been to a strip club before. And I, and I, and I remember saying to Ted, I remember saying to Lane, where's Ted? He goes, he goes, Ted's lost, it, it, lost in dreaming with this girl. He can't move right in the back. And so I remember that that was at the, back at the cheetah days, but you know, I don't know. Oh, it was like a second home. Yes, it was. <laughs> you know. So I, I do remember the well, first I'm time. Pretty, I'm pretty sure I might not have been a strip club virgin before 2000. Yeah, well, you know, maybe I don't, you know, first uh, virgin of the first time we really had a party, party together. Maybe that's the best word. A lot of, a lot of, a lot of times. Oh, this phone's dying. Let me see if I can get on this one. Can you guys hear me? Yeah. Yep. Hello? Yeah, we got you. Hello? We hear you. We hear you. This one doesn't have any volume. That's still off. We got you. We hear you. We hear you. Can you hear us? Okay. Can you hear us? 
Yeah. yeah. I remember uh, Lane, Lane, Lane used to go, used to go, used to go. to Cheetah. Lower the volume in the back. No, it's, no, we have an echo so now, Ted. Text me like about helping everything because so, I can help come out. Is that better? Yeah, yeah, that's better. Go ahead. Scott, they need to mute um, you. You need to so mute you. I and Lane would play this game called Leap. Mute, mute Scott Clemens. Scott Clemens, mute yourself. Gotcha. It was a pretty fun, pretty fun game. Okay. Yeah. Uh, oh, now we lost Ted. We don't hear you, Ted. I guess uh, Scott. Uh, Scott's thing is um. Uh, who, whoever. Hey, Mike. Did. I want to. I, I want to read something that I wrote. But, All right. But if uh, but if, uh, if if Scott uh, if if Mr. O'Malley wants to go first or well, he, he he's uh, they've already been on so um we'll get back to okay. them. Ted Ted, we can't hear you right now. We're gonna go to Phil. Um, we're gonna go to Phil. We'll get more and of come Ted. Back we'll get you. more of Ted. We'll get more of Ted. They can have. They can, I just want to read what I wrote because I, I kind of like this, and then uh, I just want to. I want to make it on the record because I know a lot of people are watching this. And so, and then I want to read this. And then I think we should hear more from Ted and Scott and Matt Savage and whoever else wants to talk, Mike. Yeah. I'd love to hear from the family, to be honest. Yeah. I want to hear from them too. Also. Should I read my piece quickly and move on? Yeah. Go ahead and do that. Ted, we don't hear you. So quit talking because you're just talking to yourself. Um, (laughs) Go ahead, Phil. All right, Mike, I wrote this up and I changed it a little bit for this since a lot of people have already. I call this legendary Lane Flack. My old friend Lane Flack was a six-time world champion of poker, six-time WSOP winner, and one of the biggest and best personalities in the poker world. He was universally loved in our poker world, and one big reason was this. He cleared the air. If he sensed that you were mad at him or heard that you said something bad about him, then he came straight straight at you. He found you, walked up to you, and talked to you mano a mano. None of this passive-aggressive BS with Leno. If you were mad at him, it didn't last long, as he would charm you and get to the bottom of any issues quickly. I always respected the fact that Leno tried his hardest to maintain good relationships with everyone. When it came to having a quick wit, there was Leno. He would make you laugh about anything, even serious matters. He was lightning quick and so much fun to be around. A friend of mine told me that back that the back and forth between him and Leno was as sharp as ever as they went each other over the last few days. Lane was sharp until the very end. Lane, back-to-back flack, really could own a room. He would saunter in, and suddenly everyone in the room somehow knew he was there. Leno was one of those rare, rare people who could become fast friends with everyone he met. Lane's poker game was, sh- was sharper than his amazingly sharp wit. He was ranked number two in the world in No Limit t- Tournaments when the first rankings came out in the late 1990s in Poker World magazine. I said back then that Lane was my toughest opponent. He was impossible to bluff. I like telling the story. I heard you guys talking earlier about him playing every hand. We were down to 17 in a World Series of Poker tournament. Maybe it was 14 and they paid 13 and Lane started raising every single hand in the dark. He just put 10,000 out there before the cards were dealt. Then everybody kept folding, folding, folding. They were all trying to move up. And then occasionally somebody would move in and he'd be, oh, 19,000 more. I got to call that in the dark. And, you know, and Lane took a, a massive chip lead. And I remember 
I four bet him with an, with nothing on a nine nine eight board, and he just shoved everything. Of course, I was bluffing, and he knew that somehow. He risked a whole mountain of chips, his whole tournament, with basically nothing, and then showed me the eight like it was the nuts. That brilliant poker game of Lane's led to six World Series poker championships. Lane and his brother can confirm this in a minute. Shot three, shot multiple games of three hundred in bowling, and was nearly a stretch golfer in bowling. He told me he could have been on the on the professional bowlers tour, but he said it didn't pay enough money. True. No matter what our match was in golf, and we had many all over the U.S. in Reno, in Northern California. Um, on the East Coast, all over the place. He always seemed to win. Of course, the smart play was to have Leno on my team. Then I always seemed to win. My last paragraph about Lane. Lane stayed at my house many times over the years, and we always had a good time as we discussed life, poker strategies, our relationships with friends and family, and how things were going for us at the time. I'll miss my quick-witted, no-holds-barred, straight-up friend. To the legendary Lane Flack, rest in peace. Thanks, thanks a lot, Phil. That's, that was really good. It was really nice. Thank you. Um, so um, we're gonna. D- d- does uh, Lane's brother want to come on here and say some things? You want to say some things? Yep. Okay, go ahead. Uh, tell everybody who you are, and uh, and people don't know. So, okay, this is Lane's brother. Uh, go ahead and. Uh, Go ahead and speak. Uh, we can hear you. Uh, Sean's here. He just okay, doesn't so. really want to talk, but okay. this is Sean, Lane's, Lane's youngest brother, and I'm Shelly, his youngest only sister. Um, right. We appreciate all your guys' support. Yeah. It's definitely been tough, but... Shelly, what, what memories do you have of Lane, you know, uh, growing up? He was your older brother. Did he protect you? Did he did he beat the crap out of anybody that tried to date you? I mean. <laughs> um, probably both. Uh, if somebody else picked on me, he took care of it. Otherwise, he was the one shooting BB guns at me. Um, <laughs> so, but. Yeah, we uh, we had many of many of moments walking through malls and and shopping stuff and if a guy would look at me he'd put his arm around me and act like I was his girlfriend if a girl would look at him I'd grab his hand and we'd just start walking and (laughs) he was definitely a protector he came across a little tough at times but yeah he always had your back and he he definitely had a big heart you just had to find it but once you found it he didn't lose you I like what you said protector protector Lane was really a protector and and a tough one at that so it just figured that he would also have taken care of his younger brother. Uh, you know, any thoughts on that? Did he, did he ever have to intervene and get in a scrap for you? Sean's got about, or probably had 30 pounds on Lane. Yeah, yeah I think he was a little bit bigger, but. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but Lane was always the, uh, the scrawny one of our bunch. Yeah, but Lane would, Lane would always tell me, he goes, doesn't matter. He said, I'm ready to fight because I'll cheat. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he goes, I'll do whatever it takes. That's what you always tell me. So Yeah, you know, um we're all gonna miss him. Um he, you know, he was the you know, he's just a person that uh you know, he liked to 
he liked to push push everything to the limit. You know, I mean, he was just the guy that says, "Let's push it to the limit, Mikey." You know, let's do this, let's do that. You know, and just there was never. Let's play Russian roulette. Exactly. Let's play Russian roulette and see how it comes out. You know, and (laughs) and I remember him like like once he turned fifty because he used to always say, "I'm never going to live to 50. He's like he'd always say. Mikey, we're on we're on a free roll now, buddy. We're on a free roll now, you know. So, um, you know, but but even if when, when he was you know when he struggled financially, he ne- he always had the he was always happy. He was always you know he always lit up the room. I mean, he even if he was hiding things that he was unhappy about, you would never know it. He would always you know everything was great to Lane. Um, uh, I, and we're all, I'm going to miss him. I mean, I really, you know, Mike, he had, he had a magnetic personality and, you know, he would, he would, he would, he would, he would light up a room. Yeah. 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 And, uh, and Lane also knew how to push buttons <laughs> if he ever got mad at you. I mean, you know, you uh, wanted, uh, wanted him in, on your side. Yeah. Sure. Well, the, the good thing about that is that he's, it wasn't a hoax. He, he not only lit up a room with you guys, even when he comes home or in, for family, he he did the same thing. I mean, he was just a true, genuine, all around. You knew him as who he was. Yeah. What you saw was what you did. <laughs> yeah. He was so proud of that room you guys finished when you were there too. Yeah, that, memorial. that was tough to to pack up, Pat. We, we yeah, I bet, and, and he loved that. I, I took pictures <laughs> of it, and and uh, he talked about it, and he just he couldn't wait for the when you guys came back again to do more things. <laughs> Yeah. Well, you know, it's um, you know, let's uh, let's try and make the best of it, and you know, everything, you know, life is wonderful. You know, you got to live life every day like like it's your last, and you got to appreciate life. And you know, Ted, uh, Lane really lit up my life. He lit up Ted's life. He lit up your life, and everybody on here. Um, I mean, we got thousands of Ted, of Lane Flack stories, you know, but um. <laughs> You know, it's. I think uh, it's best. <laughs> we, like Ted said, it's. Uh, we, there's too many X-rated ones to talk about. You know, um, but I will say this. You know, the one thing he always said is, you know, he really, really loved his daughter. You know, he really did. She was like everything to him. So, I just want to know that. I think Lane would be very pleased. Uh, you know, for us to to to, to talk and tell stories about him. You know, uh, somewhere up in, in heaven, uh, you know, I think he's looking down and saying, wow, it's great that, that you know, that, and, and Mike, good job, Mike Mattisau, you know, for, I mean, for hosting it, this. You know, I talked to Alan Keating uh, yesterday, and I think Keating wants to come on. Oh, the yeah, let me let me send him a, a link. Okay, I'm glad you told me that. I forgot. Okay. Yeah, because Keating was telling me, now Keating's next generation, right? And he was telling me what a profound impact Lane had on his life, Mike. And, you know, uh, it was just great to hear, you know, because because we don't know about Lane's connections to the younger generation, Mikey. But, yeah. you know, I heard Joe Kay to say some really nice stuff about him. And, and you know, a lot of the younger guys have really, really great things to say about Lane. He, like, I, like I mentioned earlier, he just kept the air clear, you know. He had a lot of energy and, you know, he had a way. And so it would be fun to hear from some of the younger guys. Yeah. So we'll see if we can get Keating on here. Yeah, I just texted him. Um, let's see. Uh, uh, Karina, you you want to say something? You want to jump in here and say something, Karina? 
You there, Karina? Uh, oh, you, you know what? I'll do it from. Oh, you do it from Chip's phone? Okay. Hi, how are Hi. you? Hi, Karina. Good to see you. Yeah. Um, you know, as Ted was telling the stories about Lane and Ted, Chip would expand on those stories. So one of the things Chip said about the two hundred fifty thousand, when Ted got on the plane, he just threw the two hundred fifty thousand in the overhead bin in the front of the plane, and then just <laughs> went and go, went to sleep on the back of the plane like it was nothing. <laughs> Do you remember that, Ted? Mm. Anyway, um, a nice <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, I mean. Here's the thing, like I have had so many good experiences with Lane. Lane and Chip would disappear for three or four days at a time and they would have to hear the wrath of me. Um, maybe <laughs> I might have come saying, I might police? What? Do you remember the saying the fun police? <laughs> yes, I was the fun police for sure. Yeah, I, okay. I might have gone after Lane with a hammer one time. It's very possible. <laughs> um but, uh, you know, even though he got Chip in so much trouble, um, you know, we were always there for him. I remember one time his Corvette was in our front yard steaming, um, you know, from a night out and uh, just craziness all the time. But, you know, even though I he did, you know, so many bad things, um, you know, I couldn't hate him. For some reason, I just couldn't mm -hmm. hate the guy. You know, he'd always have some smirky smile or comeback or one-liner that I could just always forgive him for, you know? And, you know, I just, I just couldn't, it was like he had these great one-liners at the table. You know, one time I played poker with him at a tournament and I was in a hand with another guy. And then the guy, you know, we get in the hand and then the guy ends up folding or calling me or I don't remember, but the guy says, Lane says to the guy, didn't you see her horns coming out? Like he just always had some great one-liners at the table to just make you laugh and just calm the mood. And even though he did, you know, crazy stuff and him and Ted and Chip were a dangerous combination. Um, dangerous. You know, it was pretty dangerous. One thing that Lane would say whenever we knew there was a search party on the lookout for us, he would say, you know, the fun police are out looking, but hey, we always know where we are. We're not lost. We're only <laughs> lost in their minds. We always knew, we did always know where we were. Anyway, so, um, but I, you know, I could always, that's the thing is like, I always ended up forgiving Lane. You know, I just, and I'm not the, you know, I don't consider myself that much of a forgiving person, but I couldn't yeah. help it. <laughs> I couldn't help not to forgive him, you know, and he would just have that, you know, knack of having calming things down or making me laugh or just letting me let things smooth over. You know, he never wanted to get me to be upset, even though you guys were troublemakers. Trust me, Karina, Chip never wanted you to be upset either. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, Karina, Karina, this is great stuff to hear. I mean, I really enjoy hearing you talk about this because uh, I can only imagine as the wife of one of the wild ones that was out there for a couple of days missing <laughs> what you must have been going through. <laughs> yes, missing in action for three or four days, not 
not just one time, a few times. <laughs> oh. yeah. Yeah. Teddy, you got any more stories for us, Teddy? Oh, boy, I'm sure I must. Teddy, let's hear some. Ted, I remember, I remember you guys at the World Series in 2002. And, of course, you were backing Lane back then. And uh, at the final tables, people don't know, but we used to bring out the cash. And we used to stick it on the table. And uh, all the cash would be piled on the table. And Lane would always just say, you know, I'm going to win this, right? I'm going to win all this cash. And when the tournament was over, everybody would go with the armed guard. We had a shotgun. Or you, he would carry you guys to the – or bring you guys to the uh, cage. And you guys would get a check. But Lane would just always just grab the cash and just throw it to you. He, he knew you guys were just going to take the cash, and you guys disappeared for a couple of days, uh, having a good time. Uh, I, I remember that more than anything. He he was uh, he knew he was going to win, and that one final table, you know, I think got heads up with Johnny Chan and T.J. Cloutier, and I forgot the fourth the fourth person. I think T.J. Cloutier still owes him money. <laughs> he still owes me sixteen hundred and fifty bucks. Yeah, I think he owes. Me three. You know, Matt, Matt, I do remember. Yeah. He got most people for 300. Yeah. Matt, I remember a, a hand from that final table where, uh, where, where Lane had nines and TJ at ace king and, uh, and they got it all in. And afterwards I said, I said, Lane, why did you put so much money in with pocket nines? And he said, Phil, he said, I know I'm good, but it was Johnny fucking Chan and TJ Cloutier. <laughs> and I thought nines were good. And I took my shot and of course, and of course the flop came Jack nine, eight. I I didn't watch Sam, but I still remember it. He won and quads over quads at that final table. I seem to remember you did pretty well with a pair of nines yourself, Bill. <laughs> Long time ago. <laughs> Ted, by the way, Ted is the worst with money. Uh, you know, we would let my makeup number bid big and big and big, and him and Lane would carry cash around all the time. And uh, and finally, I had a score, and my makeup number was like three hundred thousand or something. So I handed Ted five hundred thousand dollars in cash. Oh, Tab was, stake, was staking you at the time? Yeah, back in like 99, 2000, yeah. whatever it was. And Ted put it. Ted staked everybody it. back then. He was. Ted, so I would ask for, everybody asked for a check. Ted's like, uh, we're picking up 500K for him. And he said, can you put it in a duffel bag? Well, I didn't know you could ask for a duffel bag. So the horseshoe people put it in the duffel bag and Ted slings it over his shoulder and decides to walk through this dimly lit parking lot. But before we get there, I'm like, Ted. I'm not going to die for your, for whatever money's in that bag. You know, I mean, I don't know what you're doing. Ted proceeds to walk through this, like, because Ted always loses everything. He couldn't remember where his hotel was. He forgets where his car was. We're walking through this dimly lit parking lot. He has 500,000 in cash slung around his shoulder. And I mean, like, all I know is we made it to his car and, uh, and I took off my direction and I don't know, it took it to the Mirage or something. But I mean, you guys were a little crazy, Ted, in my opinion, a little, you know. A little? Where are you we? know, I think that's not, not as big a risk as you think. One time uh, I walked through the uh, Bellagio with a 50K brick in each hand. And I told, I told Lane, watch, nobody is going to even notice that I've got money in my hands. I walked from the poker room to the garage and Lane's watching the people. Nobody, nobody knew I had. $100,000 in my hands. And back then, the garage, that, the one that was underneath uh, Bellagio before 9-11, is that what you're talking about? No, no. This this would have been the uh, garage where you had to walk past the craps tables. Oh, oh okay, okay. That which uh, I really feel we had a lot of strength to actually walk by that uh, that bank. Mm-hmm. Instead of making a deposit, we <laughs> held on to that money. 
Yeah, did you tell everybody you used to used to call us soldiers, and you thought I was a little weak as a soldier because oh. like, I, I needed ten hours of sleep a night. But Lane was your number one soldier; he could make it out with you for two or three days. Well, I wonder. I wonder if I can ask this on the stream. What's the most money you and Lane ever walked into a strip club with? Oh God! Oh, well, I uh, <laughs> I don't know. I I never. Uh, we never walked out with any money. I know that. <laughs> no, to be honest, I mean, whatever stories are out there, they're and you know pretty exaggerated. I think my the most I ever spent in a strip club was probably around six or eight hundred. Really? Wow. Yeah. I wish I could say that. <laughs> I just felt like I didn't want to drive the prices up for everybody else. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it used to be twenty dollars a dance back then. What happened? You think that's probably you I and Mike Jason Lester? Jason Lester would pick up a girl, pick up a stripper, and he'd give her two thousand just to watch him play blackjack for two hours. <laughs> I'm like, Jason, what are you doing? <laughs> Uh, no, I, I I I can relate with Jason Lester. Mike, did we hear from Josh Aria yet? No, we're going to do that right now. Josh, are you there? I see him in, there. He's in a poker game. He's in a poker game, uh, so he may not oh, be able oh, to right now. But uh, okay. I got Scotty Baby's coming on, and so is Eric Seidel. Oh, okay, good, good, good. So, um, uh, let's see. Does uh, Chip Jet want to say anything? I see him on the screen he, there. He said some things earlier. You have any more stories for us, Chip? Uh, um, Chip, no, not, not really. I mean, what's that? Chip, tell us how much you weigh right now. <laughs> yeah. Why are we betting? He's. I, I, I bet. I, I bet you're less than heavier. You or me? Two two twenty five probably. Okay, we're about close. <laughs> Ted told me yesterday he was two forty. If we'd have made a no, stop, no, no. I said two forty four was my peak. I've never been that heavy, and Ted's five inches shorter than me. And you used to fucking make fun of me. I, you would have won a big fucking uh, a big side bet if you just said, "Mike, let's bet like a hundred thousand. I can weigh more than you." I just would have said, "Okay," and you would have won again. So, come on, I, Chip, tell them I the story about I, the twenty thousand. I, I could get up to two hundred. Chip, your wife. Chip, I want to hear. Chip, Chip your wife story. said. Your wife said, "Tell us the story of the twenty thousand." Um. All right, I'll, I'll give the, the the short version, I guess. Um, oh, give us, give us the version. long version. We want the good version. <laughs> the the story is is, is I, I might have even been on the same uh, the same trip uh, that that Ted was talking about, but we were uh, you know we were we were running around going from blackjack table to craps table, and uh, and uh, you know just drinking and whatever, and we and we. Uh, we noticed that these security guards were following us and we, we were like kind of freaked out and we were, you know, so, so we're trying to like avoid them. And we, we, we were, we were all three like walking real fast. If you ever walk next to Ted, he walks at like a hundred miles an hour. And so we're, we're walking slash running to, because like we're being followed by security and, you know, we don't want to get kicked out of the casino or, or whatever it was. And we, we kind of take a, take a wrong turn and we're kind of cornered and we look back and the two security guards are, are still coming. And we're like, Oh shit. And, uh, they they hand Ted twenty thousand that he had just like either dropped or left at the craps table like in a brick. <laughs> they're like they're like here you go, and he's like we're like oh that's why you were chasing us. That's that's good, you know. And that was a good was, Yeah, yeah. Uh, if, if we had managed to get away, it would have cost Ted twenty thousand. <laughs> <laughs> Wouldn't have been the first time. 
I think yeah. Frank Casella's on there. Are you, is that Frank Casella on there? I think so. Frank, you there? I, I saw him. I saw him. I did too. Uh, There's uh, Maury. Is Maury here? There he is. Maury, we can't hear you. You can't? Yeah, now Not we can. can. Maury, go uh, jump on in here and uh, and uh, tell us uh, some good Lane Fox stories. You must have a lot. <laughs> and yours aren't party stories, so you got good stories. Well, I, I mean, one or two are probably a million Lane Flack story. Every time we play, it's a story. So yeah, uh, it's true. Yeah, he's he was he was one of those players that you didn't have to say much. If something happened at the table, just he just looked at his eyes. He sent you the message, and you started laughing. He didn't even have to say anything. <laughs> Lane was never in a bad game. Huh. Lane was very seldom in a bad game. <laughs> That's so true, yeah. yeah, I can attest to that. That's for sure. I was in the game. Yeah. Uh, but, um, <laughs> he, uh, I mean, he is definitely going to be one of those players that we, we can never forget. We're going to be looking for him when the WSOP starts. We're going to be looking for him every time we sit down and play a mixed game or Anything fun happens, he was always a part of it. And uh, that we're, we're all going to miss very much, that's for sure. Yeah. I mean, uh, I don't even know, like, the world, a World Series without Lane Flock. I, I don't even know where to begin because even when you're running bad or having a bad day, I mean, Lane would walk by and say, oh, don't worry, kid, we got you covered. You'll be fine. You know, you know Lane was always – He's just always so upbeat, you know, no matter, even when, like I said, even when things were bad, you would never know because he was always so upbeat, you know? Yeah. yeah. He, he, he could, he could, he could prove you right or wrong in one sentence. Yeah. <laughs> well most, said, Maury. Well the said. most witty guy I've ever met in my whole life ever. No, nobody was more wittier than him. Nobody. Yeah, that's for sure. Uh, Jeremy Ospice here. Is that Jeremy? Is that Jeremy? I think so. He's Jeremy, a, you there? He's a younger school guy that could tell some stories about how he met Lane. For sure. Yeah. He, uh, Jeremy has to learn how to press the uh, how to press the button to join the conversation. I think. Yeah. Um, I see his daughters on. Do you want to say something, Haley? Are you there? We'd love to hear from you, Haley. We really would love to hear from you, Haley. I don't know if this is working. Okay, there you go. We hear you. We hear you. I mean, I don't really know what to say. This is really hard. Uh, I He was always the one to speak up in these situations. He was always the happy-go-lucky guy, and I wanted I want to be that for him because even when he was in a hard spot, and he always lit up the room still, like you guys said, and I was always scared that I – we all know he has bad and good traits. I was always scared I'd get his bad traits and hearing you guys talk definitely uh, makes me feel like I got some of the better traits out of him. <laughs> uh, all you guys are probably the reason why uh, he never wanted me in the poker world. I can tell yeah. you that much. After hearing some of these stories. Smart. It is. Uh, I don't, I don't really know what to say, I guess. He taught yeah. me a lot. I yeah. think everyone on here for being you, a friend. I like, you, could have hey, loved me out a lot sooner if it weren't for all you people in his life. Yeah, he always talked about you. He did. He he fuck. He really, truly, truly loved you, Haley. He just always said, talked about how much he loved you. 
He talked about you a lot, Haley. He and I would talk. I'd talk about my children. He'd talk about you. And I think he he talked about you more than you realized or understood. Um, you know, I think he, he really loved that father-daughter relationship. And he always gave me updates on you. So I know a lot about you. <laughs> Oh, I'm sure. I've heard. I've heard he likes to talk. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, um, it's going to be hard, and he's going to be missed. You know. So. Yes, I wish I could say so much more. I mean, but he was saying how he liked to push buttons. Yes, he did. He sure did. One of my friends in high school actually nicknamed me Buttons. I still have. He still has me in his phone as Buttons. <laughs> he really, he really did push buttons. That's uh, that's for sure. Um, it's a good way to. That's a good line. Um, hey, it's Scotty, Mike, Scotty, Scotty. Yeah. Scotty's in here. Oh, okay, there. So. So um, I know it's tough on you, Haley. So um, if you want to say anything else, let us know. Uh, Scotty, uh, what's up, buddy? Can you hear us? Yes. Um, you got a lot of Lane Flock stories. Um, uh, go, go ahead. You, you got the mic, Scotty. Scotty's there. Because it's always at Savage's Golf Tournament that I spend time with Lane. Who's that talking? Okay. Uh, I'm, uh, okay, Scotty, I'm go ahead. Now. Go ahead, Scotty. Yeah. Go ahead and uh, ask, ask me the question one more time, baby. Wow. Uh, you have any? You you must have a lot of good Lane Flack stories. Um, yeah. Shoot one at us or two. Uh, you know, like Lane, he he the only one eat everything. You know, I uh, I tell him to uh, try uh, about Vietnamese food, like. Um, Baby duck egg, duck blood. <laughs> I mean, there's, oh yeah, he's, I mean, he eat thing like, I can't even eat. He, he will eat it. I mean, this, this guy, I mean, so fun to be around with, you know. Every, every time when we go out, it's nothing but laugh and uh, laugh and, and, you know, he always tell a joke and, you know, he's just, just fun to be uh, around him, you know. Yeah. And um, you know, just you know, we have we have tough uh, time, bad bad time, but most of all, every time when I'm, when I'm around him, it's nothing but fun, fun, fun. You know, he always bring you up and 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 cheer you up and always messing around with, with you. You know how Len is. He hey, messes around with everybody. Scotty, let me ask you something. When you won the fifty thousand dollar Players Championship, Lane Lane had a third of you, right? Yes. How did he get a third of you? Like, I mean, he Lane had no money. Then all of a sudden, he won a tournament for five hundred k. Oh, the next thing I listen know, to this. Yeah. Okay. You you uh, you get that right? I mean, listen to this. Okay. I have, I I have like a few people put me in, but the total was forty eight thousand five hundred. So I I am short uh, fifteen hundred to uh, to uh, play. The fifty k, right? Now, all I, I know is I, it was it was our ten year anniversary, now, and I fucked up by not having a PC. Yeah, li- li- listen to this, and I'm I give up. You know, like I I've been there like two hours, three hours, try to find fifteen hundred to have fifty thousand buy in, right? I give up. I give everybody back the money, and 
then I, I walk outside just the way I do to you. I, I will walk outside to go on home. Here come laying flat. Scotty, you want to play the, the 50K, baby? I say, yeah. How much do you need? I say, around 25. So he, he just put it in his pocket, throw the, the chip up in the air. You know, I, I didn't think nothing uh, of it until I catch it. It was $25,000 chip. Mm-hmm. And then I, I ran back inside real fast because one, one of the guy gave me 25000 at any time. So I, I ran back. Instead, I played for three, four guys. I played for land with the other guy, and I did not know how much I played for. When, when I uh, when I went, that's when they uh, they told me I played for, you know, a third. We split three, three way. It was 2.4 I mean, yeah. million? Yeah, two 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 point two, baby. <laughs> yeah, I, you know, I I just liked it the way my my Michael did in nineteen ninety eight. I was totally give it up. I walk I I walk home and then here come my Michael walking in. And I, I said, "What's up, Mike?" He said, well, "What are you doing?" I said, "You know, I need five hundred more to play a thousand dollar seat." So he just peeled up right away. Give here you go. Yeah. So, and then I get the other 500, I win the seat and go on. Same thing sick. with Land did. Yeah. The sick part is, is <laughs> I'm going is, home. Yeah. Is, this is a kind of funny story is, 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 yeah. uh, I was doing well at the time. And Scotty says, Scotty's looking for me. He wants, cause Scott, you know, he's really, we're, we're all superstitious and stuff. And he wants me to mm-hmm. put up, a, put up some money and some third. Yeah. It's, it's our 10th. It's our 10 year anniversary. I asked, I asked you for 17.5. That's what yeah. I asked you. 17.5. And, and of course, me, because I'm the worst of all time, I said, well, I already put Mike Wattell in, right? Uh-huh. Mike, but, but they paid 16 spots. Mike Wattell finished 17th, bubbles it, and then Scotty goes on yeah. to win the tournament. So, uh, yeah, but that's, that's how the, Len did it. Yeah. And, so and that, then I even looked at Len like, how the hell you get the money? He, he, he was asked me like 500 and 1,000 a day before. My friend staked him on the 500K and yeah. uh, Lane was supposed to send him. Well, let's not get into that. <laughs> luckily, Scotty, <laughs> luckily you won, Scotty, and Lane picked yeah. up another 750 and everything worked out well. Yeah, that was, he picked up 750, yeah. What was yeah, that, I 2008? Mean, 2008. 2008, yeah. Just hey, Scotty, out, were, you ever, were you ever at another final table? Were you guys at a final table together, you and Lane, do you remember? Yes, me, me, Lane, and... and, uh, and uh, me and Mr. Godfather, Doyle Brunson, 5K No Limit at the World Series. Really? Yeah, me and, and Len and and uh, Doyle, Mr. Doyle Brunson, baby. Yeah. Yeah, and he come back, he went first. We were so embarrassed. We look at each other and say, man, can't believe it. We, we got schooled by, by the Godfather, man. Come on, man. That, was, his last, that, that was the last yeah. time he won, right? Yeah. 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 I can't believe it. I say, and then we both look at each other like the Godfather still have it, baby. What are we gonna do? <laughs> what are we gonna do, baby? I mean, he screwed us, baby. I'm telling you, he beat us so easy. You know, we we look back like, how 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 can he beat us so easy like that? Just, I mean, he beat us so easy, baby. Easy. We we not cheating. Uh, 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 with him, we 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 don't. 
We don't try to knock each other out, but we don't cheat. We don't give cheap to each other. We play with Mr. Doy Brunson, baby. We want to beat him, you know. So we we not um, play play uh, like uh, give each other chip. No, uh-uh. that's that's good. No, no, no. And 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 Doy show us, baby. Don't matter. He show us like he whip us. He he, he screw us, baby. <laughs> That's so embarrassed, man. Len, 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 you know, Len, just laugh. I mean, with that, with that guy, don't matter. Money or, or no money. He, he he just never think money important at a, any time. <laughs> you know, sometimes I wonder, you know, my, I mean, Len, you need to, you know, I mean, you have a, a family, you, you need bill to pay, right? Your daughter, you know. And seem like you never even care anything, man. And then they look at me like, just only money. <laughs> it's true. Land you know, just I, only money. So many of us like can look back and like we we had like no value of money. We just gamble, gamble, gamble. But uh, yeah. I, I will say this, everybody. I think Lane cared less about money than he topped us all. Care less. Yep. He, he really did. Less. He Phil, just... Phil know. I mean, every one of us know about him. I mean, he cared less about money. He, he, he have 100000 today. Tomorrow he has you 500000 He, yeah. he n- n- No embarrassing. None, none of that. You know, it's like care less about money. You know, you Scott, know? He, Lane sent me a very long text in April, and I read them yeah. to my wife. I read some of them to my wife yesterday, and he yeah. said, and he said he's grown more. and And I do remember, I do remember, he told me literally a hundred times, "I will not make it to to live. I won't make it to fifty years old." He, he said that to all of us on the screen what? many, many times. He always didn't wow. think he'd live to be fifty, Scotty. But then he sent me a text, and he was just like, "He's like Phil, I grew more in the last two years." Yeah. Then I've grown in the previous 25 and, you know, I, I, and we all saw that progress. And I think that's why when I yeah. called Mike, when I called Mike up two days ago and I said, Hey, uh, Lane died, Mike just immediately started bawling. Mike the mouth. Oh, yeah. Immediately started bawling. It. And he's like, I just talked to him. We talked two hours on the phone. He was in such a good place in his life. I went back yeah. and read all the texts. He'd grown so much. And so, you know, it just it felt like our friend Lane was getting better and better. Yeah, and, we did. Uh, we, you know, we, 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 uh, we did. We, we never down, down at him. You know, I know he's making a lot of changes because I talked to him uh, on Father's Day. He with his daughter, happy as can be. Yeah. I would never think I have the phone, phone, phone call from, uh, from, um, Text Barge. You know who he is, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I, text I called me the other day. Oh, I'm going to send yeah. text. I'm glad you sent text. I'm going to send him the link. To yeah. For some reason, I don't. Uh, I, didn't I never him. think Lennon, 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 like, like, leave us so soon like that. Yeah. No, it's, you uh, know, and the text, and the text that he, and the text that Lane sent me, he, he mentioned text Barge too. Can you send him the Zoom code? Uh, he said he was going to be busy for about an hour. Can you send that to him, Phil? Yeah. Text. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. So, you know, we, you know, it's funny, uh, you know, we talk about final tables, right? And me and, yeah. me, and me and Lane, um, we had a memorable final table and uh, Matt Savage was there. It was in Aruba. And, Mike, did you uh, talk about that tournament yet? No, I'm going to talk about it right now. <laughs> and so um, 
Uh, you know, nobody, there was like two people in the world that knew I was going to jail for six months uh, for something right. I didn't do. And uh, so I was playing that tournament. Like it was my, for my life. You know, I'm like, okay, if I go to jail with a million bucks, I'll be fine. Right. And so there was, there was three of us left. Uh, we're outside, probably one of the only outside tournaments the WBT ever had. And uh, yeah. it, the wind was blowing. Uh, we're shooting. You guys were on the beach, Mike. I was yeah. there in the tent watching you guys. And you yeah. guys were on the beach, actually. Yeah. And there, there was three of us left. Me, 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 Lane, and uh, uh, one of the Brennis's brothers. And um, uh, Lane, Lane raised, and I moved in with him. King Jack suited. And he, yeah. he snap called me with aces and the flop, came, <laughs> the flop came a King and the river came a Jack. Now remember, oh, now remember oh. Lane had like a 10 to one chip lead at this final table. Yeah. So now this wow. gets, this gets me and Lane even, and me and Lane were like best friends at the time. Right. And we're like, right. we're like, one of us is going to get our fucking first WPT title. One of us is going to get Absolutely, it. Yeah. Right. And so hey, then my, then, my, hold on. Yeah. Uh, I got Doyle's join in. So I'd love to hear from Doyle right now. Yeah, let's get Doyle in there for sure. Right. We'll let's put Doyle in. I want to just say this, Mike, uh, that, that that Lane got the money in with two nines against the Brennus brother with two deuces. Yeah, well, and that the, was the end of it. After I still I remember this in the flop yeah. came A6-4, and I thought Lane's getting his first, uh, yeah. getting a WB title, and then a deuce yeah. came on the turn. Uh, yeah. I remember that hand of the stage. And I, and I got it in right before against the Brennus brother with a top pair against second pair, and that would have gave me, me and Lane would have been Dead even and chips head up, and uh, and uh, he catches an eight on the turn to make sixes and eights, and that's how I finished third. And then the next hour, hour, uh, well, I was just sweating lane because we were all like pulling for lane, and and then came the hand you were talking about when it came yeah. to the a six four deuce on the turn, and that cost lane his uh, WPT title. So you know, and you know, this the, the the story I can never forget. Uh, Meet the Godfather of poker. School us, man. I mean, just Godfather's on, Scotty. Oh, oh here <laughs> How are you, Doyle? Yeah. Great to see you, Doyle. Good to see you, Doyle. Welcome, yeah. Doyle. Sure, you got plenty of Lane Flack stories. Yes. Oh, you go ahead and and go, and I have my uh, kid here. I um, good to talk to you guys. Right. Mr. Doyle Brunson, I mean, I, I never forget about you to school us. Yeah. That event, it's just like uh, unbelievable. I still remember this day how how sharp you are, how just like you're embarrassing us. You you put uh, us back to school and we think we are good, are bad, shit. He was telling the story about you laying in him at the final table of the 5K. I guess it was probably the last one you won, probably the Bicycle yeah. Club, right? Is that where it was? I think no, no, the, one the World Series. No, oh, the World the Series. World Series oh, baby. when he got his 10th. I remember. Okay. Yeah, the World Series, baby. Yeah. So Scotty Hi. told us how, how you, you owned him and Lane in the three-handed. So um, uh, go ahead, Doyle. Go, go tell us some stories. I know you golfed a lot with Lane, too. Yeah, we had uh, we had a lot of good times. He was uh, – we just played Chinese poker a couple – few days before. He passed, and uh, his mind was just as sharp as a tack. I mean, he was just, uh, he might be the sharpest mind outside of maybe Stu Unger that I've ever seen. Yep. And and, and we had a, uh, we played a lot of golf together. Uh, but the main things that I enjoyed about playing was playing cards with him. He just was, 
entertaining and uh, just kept you in a good mood all the time. So, uh, he's still talking there. It's not up. So, it's so anyway, I, I miss him and uh, God bless him. That's all I can say. Doyle, you got a, you got a chance to play some Chinese poker with him a couple days ago or a couple weeks ago. Yeah, that's sweet. Did you were you guys playing the the like the the old version where you were dealt Probably cards not. face down or the new version where you're dealt like three at a time? No, it's old old school. Yeah, yeah. Well, it, isn't it remarkable, Doyle, how, how Lane could light up? How, how Lane could sit down and play poker with you. And even if he's beating you, he might get you laughing. I know you and I can be a little grumpy when we're losing, Dolly. But, I mean, yeah. it was hard to be grumpy with Lane there uh, making us smile, right? No, he, he kept everybody at the table entertained and in a good mood. And that's probably the, the one thing I remember the most. And I think, Doyle, you know, I was talking earlier. I think, I think Lane had a way of clearing the air, you know. And, like, if he pissed you off or he pissed me off, you know, uh, he'd immediately charm us and, you know, and we'd have our, I mean, it was just nice to deal with somebody so direct, you know? Yeah, he was, uh, he was one of a kind. I mean, there'll never be another Lane Flag. No, there definitely won't be. He was, like I said, it's, um, you know, um, people just don't even realize that how great a fucking no limit holdem player he was for, from 1999 to, what 2005 or whatever before the poker boom i mean this guy was i mean he was a legend man he was so good you know one of my stories and, and ted 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 could tell you this is is like uh whenever they you know ted if ted or he was in makeup to ted and then him and ted would they get in some kind of squirrel and he'd be like ted 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 don't worry man there's two no limit tournaments coming up you know i'm gonna win them you know what i'm saying and and, and he would either win them or finish second i mean it was just it was just unbelievable. You know what I'm saying? And I, I, I never seen anybody dominate for such a stretch of period. Like he did. Uh, it was probably one of the most dominant stretches in no limit. I maybe of all time, you know? So you know, that's how he got the nickname back to back flack. He won what two bracelets in a row back to back, you know, and yeah. just dom- dominated, you know, so, he, he, we, we were playing at a final table and uh, he made a big bet. And I called him, and he turned his hand over. He had a king ten, and I looked at him and I kind of smiled. He said, "Oh, you got a king nine, don't you?" And sure enough, that was what I had. <laughs> that was another time that uh, I'll always remember. Wow, that, that, that's, that's what that's what he was the greatest at. He was the greatest at live reads. I mean, he really had that down before. Anybody else that it seemed like, I mean. I think you hit a nine on him that time, Doyle, if I remember. No, I don't think so. Listen, I've got company. Just okay. came in, so I've got to go. Thank go you, Doyle. Thank you for coming on. We, we, we appreciate you very much. Thank you, Doyle. Okay, God bless you. Um, I think uh, I see Todd Brunson. Uh, uh, maybe he's, got a, he's got a problem with his voice. I've been talking with him. So okay. he may not want to say anything, but he wanted to see everybody. Okay. Uh, and I also talked to Jennifer Tilly. She's filming a movie. She just okay. texted me and said, Jennifer said that she would love to come on, but she's in the middle of filming something. So she wanted to say, uh, you know, she wanted to say uh, hello. And uh, that lane meant a lot to her. So, uh, yeah. 
No, no, I, I, yeah, I know that uh, they used to have a lot of really good conversations. Um, you know, she was really kind of heartbroken about it too. And like we all were. Um, Maury, you got something to say, Maury. I see you. <laughs> no. I mean, there's, there isn't much that I can say that you guys haven't seen probably much more than me, but it is, it is pretty sad because uh, I was playing with him. It's, it's one of those situations that you just don't believe it. Yeah. And when I heard, even though like it was getting so confirmed, I was saying, I'm still expecting him to walk in there and say, I got you guys, you know, or something, you know, something that Lane would do. I was just so hoping that was the case. But I, you know, somebody like Kenny Tran walked in and, uh, you know, Kenny always has the final word, not against, <laughs> I mean, Lane made sure like, he, he, you know, he, he was in his place. Uh, he, he, like Doyle said, he was definitely with me. And he always had position on me in any game. Uh, I'm, I'm afraid of. I'm afraid of uh, now. He's already. You know, he beat me to it. And 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 when I pass over and go over, he's sitting there waiting for me. And he's got the right position again. <laughs> uh, no, I mean, I really can't think of many poker players that we can sit down here and think about and say, literally every minute that we played with, regardless if we beat him or uh, uh, he beat us. Regardless, it was a pleasant moment. It was a fun, uh, how poker is supposed to be type moment. So, uh, yeah, I mean, the story is all going to be the same. It's about a man that got under the game and knew how to win and knew how to lose. He really did. He knew how to win and he knew how to lose. Such a good point. And um, I know you played with him a lot. Lot recently than I did, you know, I I, uh, I was trying to get uh, Elia Lezra to come on here. I'm just waiting to hear back from him. Uh, I know you guys were all been playing. I know he told me he'd been playing a lot of three six hundred uh, mix and uh, that's what you know, he heard. Right? That's what he heard. I mean, Ellie broke the news from the table, and everybody literally stopped playing. Uh, yeah, we just we just couldn't play. And, and, <laughs> I mean, you know, I mean, you could say from Ellie's voice and you know that this was real. And he was on the phone. He all of a sudden just broke the news to the table, and that was we all had one shot. <laughs> you yeah. in the lane, and that was uh, yeah. It, you know, the, it, it's tough as it is, and it, and it is. You know, um, Lane Lane lived life on the edge. You know, and um, he 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 made the best of it every day. Like, I mean, there's been there was so many times like. You know, I know you guys know that I, I would be, get in a depression and get down or whatever. And he would call me and you know, he'd always say, it's going to be okay, Mike. You know, I've been through this. I've been through that. You're going to be fine. And he would always lift you up, man. And I, I don't remember any time that when I was down, that Lane didn't call me when he called me, that he didn't lift me up. You know what I'm saying? And, um, and, and I think he lifted everybody up. I mean, even at the worst of times, is there, is there anybody in here that couldn't say that we played whenever we're at the table at Lane that he didn't lift us up? You know what I'm saying? It's true. Hey, Keating, we'd love to hear from you, Keating. Yeah, is Keating on? Yeah, just joined. Hi, guys. Oh, okay. Hey, okay, everybody. This is Alan Keating, one of the new school guys, and I didn't know how close they were uh, until yesterday. So, uh, Alan, uh, tell us uh, some Lane stories and, and how you guys became friends or whatever. Okay, on the spot. Um, I think uh, 
I think it, it, there was a moment where uh, he and I were playing in Montana at this at the poker table, and I just looked over. I'm like, man, this guy is like incredibly fun, and everyone at the table is smiling and laughing just because of him. And he leaves and uh, you know gets some food and comes back, and it's like the whole energy left, and now the whole. And I was just like, wow, this guy is just a special person and, and um, was able to uh, talk to Phil about that a little bit yesterday. But um, it's just, I don't, it's hard to imagine someone just like that. Um, Anyone else you know, Keating, I think I think you were telling me yesterday that really impressed me is that, you know, and, and you were on the phone and, and you were crying quite a bit yesterday. And, and you're like, I feel bad. I'm crying. I'm like, dude, we are crying. And to me, that's the sign of a man. And that's the sign of respect for Lane that we do cry for crying. We're basically saying, hey, we miss you, Lane. And you were special to us. But listening to you yesterday, Alan, really impressed me because you were talking about like he was able to Lane was able to really give you some really good advice about life. You know, yeah, and uh, yeah, I, it was good to listen to. You know, he's. I feel like Lane's a guy that uh, when he says something, everyone listens, and you you kind of earn that kind of respect, and he, he earned that respect for sure. And like you, he had a fair amount of gamble in him, but somehow managed to win a lot of money. <laughs> I tell you what, Lane had a lot of gamble in him. Uh, much Keating's got a lot of gamble in him. <laughs> yeah, they're they're a lot alike in a lot of ways. To be honest with you, that's what I that's what I told him. Yeah, a lot alike. And so, Alan, was he? Was there anything personally that he told you, or he just kind of helped you figure out a few things? You think, or um, I think he in in our moments privately. Um, he said, like, he, he was very open about his life. And he's just like, learn from me, learn from my experiences. And I thought that that was like, you know, it's pretty, pretty nice thing to say, um, to be willing to be like vulnerable. And then also like, you know, I'm, I'm not, he doesn't need to be nice to me. Right. Like, um, in the poker world, a lot of people aren't nice to people, but, oh, um, they aren't. Poker world is uh is a tough place and uh it's a kinda you know, it's a it's a it's a cutthroat business, but you know, everybody here on the stream um that that are here are all good, you know, some of the if not the best people I've ever met in poker. Hey Matt Matt Savage, hey Mikey, I wonder if I can ask a question. Matt, did you ever have a bad phone call with Lane? <laughs> yeah, we were talking about golf. <laughs> yeah, because you're both golf. Because you're both golf hustlers. I never beat you in a match. Yeah, like I said, we. Uh, matter of fact, um, Kirk Morrison was with him last last week, and Kirk said that uh, they were they were they got home and they were pulling in the garage and they, they saw Lane's golf clubs and he said, uh, "Hey, do you ever play golf with Matt Savage?" And uh, Lane said, uh, "Hey, fuck that guy. I'm never playing golf with him again. I love him to death, but I'm never playing golf with him again." That's what he told. That's what he said. And uh, I happened to see him, like I said, a few weeks ago with Pat out at uh, Southern Highlands. And he, you know, I caught up with him, played a hole and a half of them. 
And I said, what are we betting, Lane? He goes, I'm not betting with you. I'm not betting with you. So, you know, it was better. It was better for us not to have any bets on the golf. Who was a bigger golf hustler, Tommy Fisher or Lane Flack? Wow. I mean, Lane was a good golfer, but, you know, he just, you know, he was tough. He's very tough. Tough. Very, Very tough. It's, it's Matt of, Savage is a golf hustler. I am Lane not Flag, a golf Lane hustler. Flag. Obviously, not a golf hustler, but <laughs> and I don't think Lane was either. If you really, but it's one of those things when you know when guys don't give up, uh, they compete till the end. And I think Lane was the same in poker. <laughs> and I, I just think that uh, you know, one thing I want to say is I don't think he ever really got the respect that he deserved in uh, in his career. And uh, I think that's sad. I mean, he, like I said. From the time in 2002, 2003, 2004, when I was uh, at the TD at the World Series, he was truly the best. I mean, there was nobody better reading people, and that includes you, Phil. I think he was better reading people at that time, too. I think you, you know, have uh, changed your game a lot since then. I don't think Lane ever did, and I think that was part of the problem. Um, but he he never got the respect that he deserved, and I think that's very sad. I, I, I really um, I hope that – you know, we'll always remember him for how great of a poker player he was. Yeah. Hey, Rick Fuller, are you there, Rick Fuller? I'm here. Rick. Yeah. I see you, Rick. Rick, we, we, Rick we had, we, conversation. We, we, we had I, him on I think, video, and we just lost I think Lane there. is going to join the Poker uh, Poker Hall of Fame uh, very yeah. soon, maybe well, this year, maybe next year. He deserves it, Matt. Yeah. You're right. I mean, I, uh, I honestly, like, you know, me and Matt always talk about being in the Hall of Fame, but – I'd be more than happy to watch him and Ted go in at the same time this year. I think it would be a real tribute. So that's just my opinion. So we'll see what happens, you know, but yeah, he, he, he always talked about, you know, it, it did bother him that he never got the respect. I mean, he's got six bracelets. What is there? Four people in the world that have more than him? five people in the world that have more than him. I mean, you have, I mean, you got 15 Doyle can have 10 Eric Seidel, who I think is going to be joining here shortly. He has eight, and then and then Lane at six. Am I, am I right? And then Ted Ted might have six too. I'm not sure. Five or six. No. So um, you know, Lane was uh, you know, it, it did bother him that, that you know that he never got the respect that he deserved, and and he was. I don't care what anybody says. Phil could say he was number one back in '99. I know that Lane won tournament after tournament after tournament, and 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 it was just. He was so good. His reads were so good. If he saw weakness, he just jumped on it. Um, he was so good. You know, he was, he was, he'll be missed. Man. And he put a bad beat on you and make you laugh about it. That's the one thing that a lot of these guys these days don't have that, that gear to make them, uh, to make, to make it fun, even though you're losing to them, which yeah. I think uh, that's a, a lost art of the game for sure. Everyone yeah. wanted to play with them, you know? Yeah. I mean, I mean, even like that, the tournament in Aruba, when I finished third and I was like in tears that I got third. Right. But after I collected myself for like 10 minutes, you know, I'm watching Lane head up against uh, the Brennis brother. And um, and I'm just pulling for Lane so bad because I wanted Lane to have that WP title. I mean, if I wasn't going to get it, I wanted, you know, me and Lane were close. And and uh, and then I started crying. I started crying again when when the deuce hit on the turn, he lost. You know, it's just like, and then I remember me and him in, in Aruba, we were having that talk. We we're like, how the fuck did me and you get second and third? Is this even possible? You hey, know Mike, Mike, let me ask Maury a question. Maury, did you ever have a bad phone call with Lane? Bad, bad phone call from Lane? Yeah, I mean, 
He always just made you smile, right, at the end. Oh, yeah. I mean, you guys mentioned Tommy Fisher just a minute ago. I was just thinking to myself here, the other side is looking really good right now. I mean, yeah. it's, it's so much. <laughs> Can you <laughs> imagine the game on the other side? Oh, Sam Grizzle, Sam Grizzle, Tommy G- Fisher, fucking Lane. Yeah. Gavin. Gavin. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure Puggy, Puggy's not is trying to get a seat, but they're not even going to Yeah, they won't let Puggy get a seat. That's fine. Uh, that's true. No, yeah. I mean, uh, the other side is definitely getting to be a lot more characters than the other side. Yeah. <laughs> it's sure, you know. <laughs> hey, Rick Fuller, what do you have to say, Rick? Welcome. Yeah, well, I, thought, I thought it was time. These are all great stories. I thought it was time for a funny non-poker story. Go ahead. Um, that almost turned out to be not funny at all. But I went back with I went with Lane back to uh, South Dakota um, back in I, I believe it was like 2009 or 2010. It was Gavin Lane Bobo, myself and Ships Jim Shipley, and uh, we went back for for the Sturgis rally, and we were staying. I, I think uh, we were actually staying at Lane's brother's house if I remember right, and uh, he can probably confirm that. But one night we go to ride into town, into Sturgis from Rapid City, where his brother, where his brother lives. That's the Harley Davidson thing, right, Rick? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The 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 big uh, the big motorcycle rally that happens in Sturgis, uh, South Dakota. And we had um, I was riding Gavin's bike, Gavin's Harley, and Lane was on his brother's bike, which had this. It was really hard to control this bike. It had this suicide shifter, and the bike was really difficult to ride. But Lane could ride it like like ridiculous. It was it was actually amazing how well he could ride this bike, which was really difficult to ride. And uh, Ships was riding my bike. We were all for some reason on different bikes, but we were cruising down. I believe it's I eighty back there, and it was late at night. It was probably eleven o'clock at night. It was dark. We're in some, none of us were wearing helmets. And we're going about, we're probably going about 80, 85 miles an hour heading into Sturgis. And it was a two lane highway in each direction, two lanes in each direction with a big wide median uh, in between. And the five of us are, are cruising along and there's a semi truck coming up on the right hand lane. So I was in the second position and I think Bobo was in front of me. And we go into the left lane to go around the semi truck and I see headlights coming. And I, I think the headlights are in the correct lane. But as we come around the corner, we realize it's a wrong way driver. It's a driver going the wrong direction on I-80. And we have nowhere to go. We're blocked by this semi-truck. And I hit, Bobo and I hit the accelerator, and we cut in front of the semi-truck just in time to avoid getting taken out. And I'm convinced that everyone behind me is dead, which is uh, Bobo, Lane, and uh, Gavin. I'm convinced that they're dead. And I check my mirror, and, and I don't see them. And then they pop out from behind the semi-truck. They had somehow gotten behind the semi-truck. And, and to this day, I can't even tell you how they managed to hit the brakes hard enough to get behind the semi. But I'm shaking. I can barely ride. I get in front of Bobo, and I, I point to the next exit. because I And we pull off the freeway, and Lane comes pulling up on the bike. And, and we all shut off our bikes, and we go, I go, Jesus, I thought you guys were all dead. I can't believe that. That car, that car almost killed us all. And everyone, everyone's shaking and Lane pulls up and he goes, what car? He hadn't even, he hadn't even know, like he was pretending like he hadn't even noticed the car, which was his typical, uh, his typical funny attitude toward, uh, toward life in general. Yeah. That's, that's, (laughs) that's pretty funny, man. (laughs) I mean, I mean, I, I mean, there's so many Lane stories. I mean, we could just go on forever. 
You know what I'm saying? And uh, I, I don't, you know, if, if, if you look back, like if all of us look back, right? Like all the characters in poker and, and there's a lot between Phil and there's a lot of us are characters, right? I mean, I think we got, I think there's probably more Lane Flack stories than maybe any poker player that ever lived. Right. I mean, I wasn't, I was, it, Stewie was before my time and I'm sure there's a ton of Stewie stories, but I mean, it, from, from 1996 to, to two days ago, I mean, you could, you, there is, there is always a Lane Flack story. I mean, more than anybody, you guys pretty much agree with that. Oh yeah. Brent, Brent Hanks was telling me that he was standing. Was Brent Hanks. Uh, I, I don't know if you all know him or not. He was standing uh, in the registration line of WSOP with Lane. And they both got to the cashier. The cashier asked them, are you guys brothers? And Lane immediately said, well, if he's buying my ticket, yeah, we are. We are brothers. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. Yeah. <laughs> that would be Haley, something. Haley, uh, uh, first of all, I've never met you. Uh, cond- uh, sincere condolences to you and the family there. But just uh, I know you know that we're all big family, right? So uh, just just make sure you know that. Also, uh, and I'm much older than you, and, and, and they'll tell you, this is life. This is what you're going to be seeing uh, about life. It's sometimes really brutal and comes out of nowhere. But what you need to do, and this is on my belief, I'm not a very religious person, but I really do believe there's a lot more than what we see here. Me too. There is something that you can take from your dad with you. He will always be with you. Remember that. It's true. He will always be with you. He, he really. He told me so much how much he loved her. I just it's so much. There are, just... He had characteristics that you need to take with you. They were really unique, one of a kind, and you will always be happy and feel him. There is no way you're not going to feel him for the rest of your life. There is no way. It's true. You know. Haley can always can always pop on this video and see the kind of love that everybody has for Lane and the stories and what he meant to us, you know. Mm, sure did. Yeah. Just so many times. Try not to be emotional. Sorry, guys. It's just you know, it's like um it's like y'all said, it's um he, he lit up the room. He he's such a good guy. I mean, yeah, he had his demons, yeah, he he like Haley said he loved to push buttons, um, but he had a heart of gold, man. I mean, even when he made mistakes and he screwed up, and I mean Ted'll tell you how many times he screwed. We all know. I mean, he's he screwed up more probably than anybody, but he never screwed up on purpose. You know what I'm saying? It wasn't like you know, there's a lot of people in the poker world that are maliciously do bad things to people. You know, whenever Ted, whenever Lane screwed up he always made it right or he tried his hardest to make it right. And I think, um, you know, that's just something that, that comes out of it for me that I'll always, you know, cherish is the fact that I, you know, I just knew, just, just kind of knew what kind of person he was, you know? So, you know, so, um, you know, that's Scott uh, Clemens. Are you ready to say something, Scott? Scott, I didn't know that you had breakfast with him every morning. That's what I heard. Yeah, the, I didn't know this either. Scott, you're on mute right now. Take yourself off mute. Hold on. 
hold on. He's got to have somebody. He's like me. He has to have somebody tell him how to do it because he's we're all like computer illiterates. There you go. Yeah, Scott, I didn't yeah, know I you mean, guys were so back. close. Yeah, I mean, we're, we're neighbors. I mean, we spent uh, a lot of time together over the last six, seven years. So, you know, we, we, I was sweating with him on Sunday just for the, the – I mean, I wasn't actually at his house, but, I mean, I spent so many nights at his house. We'd just chill on the couch and be watching sports and watching, like, whatever movies were new or whatever, just hanging out, talking, chatting about life and everything else. But – I mean, I do, I mean, I still remember like just, I mean, Sunday morning, I mean, it was just so, such a short time ago, British Open. I mean, we took some, we did some action together. So like we were anti-sweating Spieth and rooting for Morikawa. So like, and we did it for like, you know, like texting the whole time. And it was just, it's a bummer. He's, he was, he's like, I'm so tired, but I can't stop watching this golf. And we're just, every shot, we, we try to root for each other. Who's going to get to like, say like that shot was so good first, like, or that shot was so bad first. Cause we know what's, what's good and bad. So, I mean, it, it was tough. I mean, yeah. And then just so you guys stayed up all night watching it, watching the British open or you got up earlier. Maybe Scott. Uh, what's that? Say that again. You guys, I mean, like, I know the live coverage was really early in the morning. So you guys kind of stayed up all night. Watching well, for the, it. for the, for the final day, it wasn't like super early. I mean, it's not like, but the, but yeah, like he was probably he. I mean, he he obviously had a tough time sleeping, so um, I I didn't get up as early as he did to like watch it. He sometimes was still up. So, um, but for the final day, like we were watching for the last like twelve, thirteen holes for the final guys because those were the guys that were most important. So, but I mean, he was right there. He was sweating it. He was doing good. And he and and like Pat said earlier, like he was doing really really good. So like I mean, he looked good. Had been healthy, like doing everything, and it, it's just, just, and I'm definitely just a shock because, like, yeah, I, I mean, I'm right there with him, like most days. So, like, but like the yeah, timing, like, just, I mean, maybe, maybe if it happened, maybe if it had happened earlier, you know, when he was doing a lot more stuff, but it seems like, yeah, he was in a much healthier spot, and I know, he, I know, he definitely, he definitely was, and some people have touched on that, but it's definitely true, and like, he, he was. I mean, he. I mean, he was working really hard. He, he, the, the the sleep part was the tough part, and I know this is tight knit group, but like the sleep part was the hardest for him because he like he would try to sleep, and that that was the hardest thing because he'd be he'd be up, and then so that that's the hardest part. So, yeah. Pat, I'd really like to hear from you. I want to hear a story about your brother. Come on, you can do it. Hello. I don't, uh, it's very difficult to not, don't have a lot of stories popping to mind. I mean, there's millions of them, but I don't know which one to share. We, uh, we miss him. You look so alike. You look so alike. It's crazy. It's. Uh, I, 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 haven't, I haven't seen you in years, you know, I'm glad you're doing well. You know, this kind of sucks. So we have to get together on this uh, occasion. Yeah. This is hard. Cause I got to do this too. Sean, please, please, Sean. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't know, Mike. I, we're, you know, we're here at Lane's house right now, packing his, his stuff up. Yeah. And, 
just difficult. That's all I, that's all I can say. Yeah. Really like tough. Maybe at a later time we can try and I can come up with stories. I, I do remember the story Matt was talking about earlier, the quads over quads. And uh, I was sitting there for that tournament and I'll, I'll never forget the, the, the one guy had made four twos and I think Lane made four tens. And the, the, the guy turns the four twos over and Lane says, hey, you never put all your money in without the nuts. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I remember that. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, yep, that's, for- that's true. Yeah. Well, you know, lots of memories. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm glad everybody's there. I'm glad that. Uh, you know, Ted's there, and and every and everybody's there. Scott's there, and um, you know, um, I, uh, you know, we, we 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 he would not want us to cry right now. He would want us to laugh, but some somehow I'm, I'm trying my hardest to laugh and try and bring up great Lane stories. You know, I disagree, uh, Mike. I, I think I think he would be very happy to see you crying, and not not in a negative way, but completely like you know to know that to know that he meant something, that he meant something to you. So. You and I have opposite texts. Lane Lane always liked to party, but I mean, I think I think he would appreciate the fact that people are emotional. And that I, people I, I just can't tell you how many times, you know, that that when things when things were bad, you know, you could always call, you know, this guy or your mom or this guy, you know. But when things got really bad, like Lane would call me so many times and and cheer me up. You know what I'm saying? And, and, and so many people, you know, we all have demons, you know what I'm saying? But I mean, like I keep the thing that, that, that bought us, that, that it's really got to me the most is we had not had a long talk in five years. And on July 30 came over and we, and we talked for two hours, you know, we talked about everything and it was so good to, to hear how good he was doing and, and how, you know, how, you know, how, and it just meant so much to me. And so, you know, when you don't talk to somebody, I mean, I talked to him a lot in five years, but you don't have a real heart to heart talk with somebody in that long a time. And all of a sudden, two weeks later, he's gone. It's, it's, it's really, it's really hard on me, you know? So, you know, it's, uh, I mean, we used to be so close and, 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 um, and uh, I just know that um, I know the thing that that meant the most to him was his daughter. It's, it's all he talked about, you know, and I just, I just, it just sucks, man. It just sucks. It sucks. Anyways. Thanks, Tom, for, for coming on here. And um, uh, let's see who else is. Ber- is Bernard Lee? Are you on here? Or are you? I see you on here, but I don't know if you're there. If you want to say something, um, uh, you can say something. Uh, Lizzie's on here, also, I think. Hi. Um, Great there job bringing everyone together. Um, you know, I didn't I didn't know Lane uh, as well as you guys, um, but I will say that when I was starting out in the industry, I played a couple of World Series uh, tables with him, and I didn't know if he knew who I was or not. And he was just like everyone has said, he was just so nice to me. He, he you know, I've had a lot of people in the industry say stuff about me that. You know, that's their opinion and whatever they want. But Lane was always so friendly, inviting. And, uh, you know, he would just be like, he he was just a real nice guy to me. And and he didn't have to. I always remember that. And um, 
I bump into him every once in a while. And uh, Phil, what you had said also is that he was really straight laced. He, he would really just say it. He wouldn't talk crap behind your back. If he had an issue with you, he'd come right up to you. And um, I remember one time he did that during a, a, a tournament. He just came up to me and goes, why are you talking crap about me? And I looked at him, I go, I have no idea what you are talking about. I haven't said one bad thing. And like I said, I didn't really know him that well. And then he came up to me a little bit later and he goes, oops, sorry, wrong person. And, and for whatever reason, he thought it was me. I don't know why. And, uh, you know, came up to me afterward and was like, I'm really sorry, my friend. I'm sorry. I don't know why, you know, I missed, you know, somebody said something wrong. You know, I think somebody else said it was me. And he was like, why would Bernard say anything bad about me? I didn't say a word to him. And, and, and then afterward, like you said, I'm so glad that he did that too because of course. No I would hate for him to like hold that grudge, not knowing it yeah. any better for like two, three years and, and never say it. And so I, I, yeah. I, I didn't remember that memory until you said what you said that, you know, he would be really straight laced right to your face. I remember he came right up to me during, while we were playing and like, what's up? What's, what's your issue with me? And I'm like, what are you talking about? I, um, and, uh, he became, you know, that that was the moment where he and I really started talking a lot more. I would always, whenever I saw him, I'd say hi, et cetera, just because I really respected that he was straight laced about it, uh, you know, right to my face. And, and, uh, you know, we were able to get through it that there was no issue. And so, um, uh, again, I, I didn't hang out with him like you guys did, but I always respected him and I, and I always appreciated him kind of, um, respecting what I did in the industry. And he was very, you know, he was very nice about it. Every time he said, Hey, I love your stuff. And, you know, uh, read your article or heard your interview or whatever. And um, I, I was shocked when I heard about it. So, uh, you know, may he rest in peace. And, and uh, I appreciate him being. Thanks for that, Bernard. Yeah. You know, Mike, I do, I do, I do have one more, one more thought that it's, it's um, Lane one time. Uh, he was a little bit down. He was a little bit. And I said, Hey, come up and, hang out with me for a couple of days. And, uh, and, uh, I sent a, and I wanted to make it special for him, Mike. So I sent a limo down. I rode in the limo and I played one of his favorite songs uh, for him. And I just, you know, and it just, and, you know, we had four or five days together and he was with my wife and with my kids and stayed with us. And I remember, I remember that he loved that kid rock song. Only God knows why. It was his favorite song for a lot of years. And I had it queued up in the car and picked him up. And, uh, you know, uh, we had four or five pretty nice days together. So, I don't know. Teddy, you still there? You got a a story for us, Teddy? Ted Ted took off, Mike. Okay. Hey, Scott. Did you did you did you golf with Lane uh, the, like in a couple of days before he died? Oh, you're muted, Scott. You're muted. Sorry. Uh, no, I didn't golf with him. Uh, I haven't golfed in a while, but I, he had been getting back out into the golf. But I, I do want to say something about like how Mike was talking about uh, how he hadn't talked to him in a while, but then like Lane would just be right there with him. And he was with that, like with everybody, like he, it didn't matter whether he hadn't talked to someone in five years or it'd been five days or five months. He was always there. And like, and he could just pick right up 
right where he was left off. I mean, obviously we've touched on how sharp he was and everything, but he was always right there for everybody in all those scenarios. So like, I mean, I was right there sitting on the couch next to him with all these conversations. It's amazing. Like how he's just, just on point with everything and, and just knows right what to say and to, to pick people up and everything else, no matter where he's at and everything else. It's so sharp. I mean, it's the one thing. And I, I, I remember listening earlier uh, to what Karina said, and we all know this. We'd be at the table with him, and he just had these these zingers, these one-liners. Mm-hmm. You just couldn't help but just bust out laughing to. It might be making fun of you in a subtle way, but whatever it was, I mean, he was just so, so clever. You know? Great memory. Hey, Keating, Great memory. Keating, any more thoughts you have, Keating, or, or Scott? I mean, I've, I mean, I, I've got a million. It's hard. I'd rather just feed off what other people say. I don't know how to like. How do I hop in? Like, like, do I? I tried to raise my hand like when someone's saying something, but I don't know what. <laughs> you just you jump. In, you just talk in my. Uh, yeah, editor. we all want to hear from you, yeah. Scott. The so editor, my my editor Danny, he just flips to your when you talk. Okay. He just well, flips to your to your to your thing. It's easier for me right to feed off what other people say. Yeah. Like, so when yeah. someone says something, I can, I, it will click in a memory because, I mean, I have a million of them. So, like, it's just when Mike said that, like, you hadn't talked to him in a while, but then, like, but Lane is always just right there. Like, uh, like no matter, he's like, yep, going to take this call and, like, and just talk for however long it is and, like, or build this person up, whatever he needs to do. And he's going to listen and, like, and, and be right there and, like, you know, do whatever he needs to do. Mike, I'm going to mute myself for five minutes and say goodbye yeah. to my wife. She's leaving town here. Uh, okay, that's fine. Yeah, so um, you know, um, yeah, listen, uh, you know, I, 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 I try to, you know, I, I appreciate everybody coming on, and I, I try to get as many people as I can. You know, people, I'll say it again. I, I, I mean, I'll say it a hundred times. Um, Lane meant, meant meant so much to the poker world. You know what I'm saying, people. You know, they, again, it, it just sucks that he never got the credit he deserved, you know, and he was he was so fucking good, man. He was so good and he was so, you know, he came a long ways. You know, I remember and I remember when I first part, hung up with him and then when he first started partying and when he first, you know, when he went through all the crap he went through and how he would go, you know, he'd get his life together and he, things would turn around and, you know, and it just it may, it's just, it was just always good to hear because, you know, you always wish the, the best for him, you know, because like I said, you know, we all had our demons, man. We all, there's probably nobody on this, almost everybody except for maybe home youth that, that's, that, that's, that's been on this call that, you know, or, 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 or mad or whatever, but, but like that didn't, you know, have, have their demons and have their, you know, have uh you know, you know, whatever, but, but Lane is, um, I'm telling you, man, I, I, I know this sounds crazy because we weren't that close the last five years, you know, but we were real close before that, but I'm going to miss him more than anybody I could tell you about in the poker world because man, he just lit, he just made me fucking happy when I was sad. And that's all I can tell you. He just found a way to do it. And I don't know how he did it, but I would be depressed and he'd find a way to at the end of our phone calls, like not be depressed. You know, I just don't, I, he's just a one of a kind person, you know, one of a kind, there will never, 
there will never be another Lane Flack, never in the history of the song. I don't care who comes up. There'll never be somebody like Lane Flack, never. You know, so. Uh, you know, it's, uh, I, I wish I was out there with the, with all you guys, you know, and, uh, but, uh, you know, I send my, you know, my regards to the family and to everybody and, and just, you know, just realize, how, you know, how much, he, how much, he, I mean, even through all the problems he had, you know, he, he just, he would always say, you know, you know, how much he, he just, oh, his family, man, he just, he was, you know, he was, you know, like Kaylee said, he pushed buttons, but, you know, he, he, he was just a tight, he just, he had a heart of gold, man. I never met somebody with a fucking heart of gold like that guy. You know, it's just not many people in poker like that. There just isn't. Mikey, I give you his last dollar. That's for sure. Mikey, we got Eric Seidel, Mikey. Oh, really? Where's Eric at? Oh, well, uh, Eric, were you there? Eric. Yeah. Can you uh, hear me? Yeah, we can hear you. Go ahead and uh, go ahead and talk, and you can tell us some right, black stories. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, my uh, I, my funniest lane story, I guess, was uh, he was playing a Bellagio. I was backing him in a Bellagio tournament. Matt was probably there for this, and uh, and he uh, and he decided that uh, he was just going to play blind for the for the last half hour and was just raising every hand blind, uh, and he was crushing it. It was, it was uh, Omaha 8 or better. So, uh, so he was just playing any two cards. That's a tough hand. That's a tough game to play blind, I'll tell you that it much. Was, it was amazing to watch. He actually did well. I think he may have even ended up winning the tournament. Uh, the, the final table was the, the following day. And uh, needless to say, as funny as it was, it was the last time I staked him. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Eric, you're staking the guy, and he's playing every hand in the dark in Omaha eight or better. I, I think I think me and him are the only one that ever won you money, man. But uh, it's yeah, it's funny because yeah, he used to he used to piss Ted off something Paris back in the World Series when he would do stuff. He would just yell at Ted from across the room and go, "Watch this, Ted! Watch what I'm going to do!" You know, and he would do this just crazy stuff at the table. Uh, when other people were backing him, but he didn't—he didn't hide it from you. He wasn't—he wasn't doing anything no. you didn't know about. So no, no, he was absolutely doing it in the open, and everyone at the table knew he was playing blind. <laughs> <laughs> it was funny. The one of the funniest things is like when he'd have when he'd have chips. I'd be like, "Is it drunk lane or sober lane?" And then somebody would say, "He's got all the chips. Of course, it's drunk lane." You know, <laughs> so so it's. Uh, you know, but, um, you know, when he really, but, but when he wanted to put his head down, um, he, he truly was, I mean, I, I say this with not just my heart, but he was one of the, the most talented players I'd ever played with. Um, you know, Mike, I, 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 I coined the phrase drunk lane and I, and I went public and said, drunk lane is the toughest opponent I've ever faced in no limit hold'em. And I mean, I, I don't know. It just seems like he could see, he knew exactly what you had. And so, I mean, all those massive chip leads that we watched him get in no limit holdems for 10 years, even playing in the dark half the time, it was just really impressive. Yeah. And I mean, yeah, not he, only was he incredibly gifted and talented, but I, I mean, I'm sure this has been mentioned many times, but he really was one of the funniest people I've ever played with. Absolutely. He just, he just, his mind works so quickly. 
uh, it just it, it was just always it was always fun to be at this table. It, it was. And, and, you know, you being a quiet person. Right. And, and like if Lane's at your table. Right. And I would watch and all of a sudden you're focused. You're being quiet. Lane would say something and you would just start laughing. And it's just like it's just he just lit up the table. I mean, I, I, like you're not the type of guy to just start busting up laughing. But when Lane was at the table. I, I remember many times you just start. He just make us all laugh, man. It's just he truly was the most funniest, one of the probably the funniest guy I ever met. In po- he is the funniest guy I ever met. Poker. Yeah, he's definitely up there. <laughs> and he had a skill of, of not uh, pissing other people off and being inviting to the table. He knew how to, you know, when it was a recreational player, he treated them special. If he was a pro, he would go at you and, uh, you know, try and antagonize you and, and try and put you off your game. It was a very smart way that he played uh, that I didn't see much of. You know, he really knew how to take care of people uh, that he didn't know. And I think that's a skill in his own. I think that's a, a lost skill I said earlier. But, but Matt, he, he, could, he could antagonize you in a way that you didn't mind. You yeah. laugh at yourself. That's true. But I think if he was up against you, he would say a lot more than he would say against somebody he didn't know, you know. And uh, like I said, he was always – uh, able to do that and and read people. I mean, be able to read people is a skill that I probably learned a little bit from him. You know, you know when you can say when you can jab somebody when you can. And to to be to be honest, if if he knew that he had you uh, a little bit on tilt, he would have he would push it even further uh, against a pro. But he wouldn't do that against an amateur. He just wouldn't do it. He would just uh, he would treat people um, great. And you wanted to play with them. And the the thing that nobody's mentioned here today. It's how much he did for charity. Uh, when I would run charity events, he'd rebuy the max. Uh, you know, even if it was his last money, he would rebuy the max to try and help the charity. And he, he knew he wasn't going to win anything special there, but he really he 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 was a, that kind of guy that if there was a charity event, he would he would support it. And you guys, I mean, I hosted a lot of charity events that he was at, and him and Gavin Smith both yeah. would like it might be a cheaper buy-in, but they just but they'd spend a lot of their money. Yeah. A lot of their net worth rebuying yeah. and just having fun with the table. And, you know, it was pretty, it was pretty, you're right, Matt, the charity stuff is good to mention. Yeah, for sure. Anyway, I only had a couple of minutes, but I wanted to stop in and just say hi and, and, uh, and, and uh, see who was there. Thank yeah. you. Was here. His family's here. His, his family's here, Eric. So, uh, yeah, it's nice for them to know how much he meant to a legend like you. Yeah. Well, yeah, he was, uh, I, I, my condolences to the family and, uh, I, I, uh, um, I, he, he was a very special guy. Yeah. It's um, good to, Eric, it's good to have legends like you on the stream. You know, I, I know that you, you, uh, you try to be humble, but it's nice to have the legends. You're one of them. Texas Dolly stopped by, you know, oh, it's nice. good to have, it's good to have yeah. poker hall of famers here like Maury Escondani and, and, and people, you know, showing there, but you know, above all, it's best to have his friends, his closest friends like Ted Boris and, and his family. God, he was here yeah. too. For sure. All right. Thanks guys. Right. Thanks, thanks Eric. Thanks for stopping in. I appreciate it. Um, we appreciate you, Eric. Uh, I, I, I know Jennifer wanted to come in, but I don't know where she is. I texted her. Um, but, uh, you know, um, listen, uh, we've been doing this for two and a half hours. I, um, I appreciate everybody. Um, I, uh, I really do. I, I know that, um, Lane's going to be missed so much, so much in the poker world. And, um, I, I really do hope that, 
that 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 they put him and Ted in the Hall of Fame this year because it would be perfect for both of them to, to, to get in at the same time. They were best friends, you know. They're best friends. They both deserve it. That's for sure. They both deserve to be put in the Poker Hall of Fame. There's yeah. no doubt about that. I don't mind me and Matt can wait another year. We're all right. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, whatever. It's fine. Whatever. Yeah. What'd you say, Matt? I didn't hear you. We have waited long enough. I can only get nominated so many times, you know, one of these days. It's all right. (laughs) I've been nominated eight years in a row. What are you, seven? Something like that. You You guys are both going to the Hall of Fame. You both deserve to be there, Matt Savage and Mike Matteso. Uh, I I just know that there's, uh, you know, there's a long waiting list, but uh, I just know that uh, Lane never got the respect that he deserved. That's for sure. For sure. Like I said, he, yeah. he he won. If I might be wrong here, but like you take Phil, Johnny Chan, and Doyle, and then it's Eric Seidel with eight. It's Billy Baxter with seven, and then Lane with six. Is there? Am I wrong here? Am I Daniel six? Daniel has six also. I think uh, Daniel has uh, six. Correct. Yeah. I, he has two more than me. That's correct. Yes. Well, yeah. if if we're uh, we're I've heard you guys say that he didn't get enough credit I'd, I'd like to at least add that um personally when i played with him i i felt like i was almost like playing against myself because yeah. i was like i felt like uh he could do anything at any any moment and uh i was a lot more uncomfortable than i wanted to be <laughs> and i realized uh I realized he was just like a, um, you know, an incredible talent. Like you're talking about doing these things blind and, you know, growing this big bankroll and, and get, you know, from less to, to more, that's an incredibly difficult thing to do. And it, the people listening that don't play poker professionally, that has like a big impact on your like emotions. Um, so, um, you guys know his, his journey much better than I, but I just wanted to add that you got to respect someone that can, um, that can do the things that he did. Yeah. Yeah. Huge similarities between you two, Keating. Yeah. And I mean, I think it's very hard to play poker super fast and, and somehow end up winning. <laughs> and, and Lane had that talent and Stu Unger had that talent and, uh, not many people had that talent. Uh, yeah. Yeah. He's a natural ability. And I think if he would have studied uh, more, you know, and done, done some of the things he didn't want to do, uh, a lot of the younger players don't want to, or the older players don't want to do, uh, mm-hmm. he probably would have already had 10 braces. I think that's something that he could have done. Fuck, uh, fuck yeah. studying, man. Just get in there and go with your, <laughs> go with your read and go for it, man. Look and at Phil. We didn't talk about Phil, that. Phil's never read, done a sim in his fucking life, and all he does is win. You know what I'm saying? Talk about the WPT final table, he got heads up with Jerry Buss, but uh, he really loved that. Uh, talked about it often, and uh, you know, well, what a great moment, Matt Savage, to ring up. Yeah, him versus Jerry Buss. Was that then the? Oh, that's right. That was in the uh, Invitational, wasn't it? Yeah, the Invitational. invitational. Okay, yeah, because I didn't know. I didn't think he had a WPT yeah. title, but uh, Invitational. He won that, right? Correct. That, that's correct. Yeah, that's okay, correct. Yeah, we we'll talk about that, and he, he, we would talk about that, and how much fun they had, and yeah, they were they were going back and forth, and you know, two. Right. two Jerry Jerry Buss is sitting at that poker table on the other oh, side. They were heads too. up. Yeah, they were heads up. 
on the other side, they're sitting. He, he's he's another one. That's a heck of a game they got going up there. You're right. You're right. Jerry Buss, man. We all loved him. And I think he had a, a nice relationship, really special relationship with Lane. Yep. You know, oh, I miss Jerry, too. He was one hey, of the uh, greatest. Hey, Mikey, so, Mike, how long are you going to stay on? Are you going to wrap this up? Uh, we're maybe... going to wrap it up because I know you want to play the WSOP. Um, I've don't been wrap trying... it up for me. Don't no, but I was try... I've been trying to log on, and, I... and it keeps telling me wrong password, wrong password, wrong password. <laughs> so I think my keyboard is sticking. So I'm thinking. But myself, I think it's been good, Mike. Why don't Why don't you ask? I think we should ask Scott Clemens if he wants to say any parting words. I think Keating uh, did a pretty good job there. Uh, that, Maybe go around and yeah, Scott, so, you uh, want to say any parting words? And Todd, yeah. wait, Todd Brunson just texted me because he has a he's has a little bit of laryngitis. He said that after Lane and uh, and um, um, Jerry Buss got heads up, he came downstairs and staked Lane for like four hundred thousand in a cash game. After, after they played heads up, who did Jerry Buss? Yeah, of course. I remember Jerry. Jerry would always say to me, like one day I was stuck thirty thousand, and I and and I'm like, fuck, man, I don't have much money here. He's like, what do you need? I'll give you whatever you want. I'm just like, yeah, you know, I was. I knew. I'm like, no, no, no. I don't want because I. I'll never forget. You know, like you know, I was always afraid. Like I didn't want. I wanted. I loved Jerry as a friend. I didn't want him to be like. I didn't want somebody like like that like would do something for me, right? And he would always say to me. um, Oh, man, Jerry Buss was something. But he would always say, um, uh, I'll never forget one of Jerry Buss's greatest lines was was when we went to dinner and I'm like, man, every time we go to dinner, you pay. I'm like, I'm paying. And his aunt, no, I'm paying. And then he said, he said to me, he goes, Mike, when the Lakers go bankrupt, you can pay. Until then, I'm paying. And so <laughs> that was just how Jerry Buss was, you know, because you know me, I don't I don't like to take advantage of anybody. I I, I you know, I just that just wasn't me. So yeah, Jerry Buss was he was so special, boy. He hey, was, hey yeah. Mike, why don't we hear some final words from Maury Escondani and Scott? And Scott. And then we'll go. hear from the family one more time. Yeah, we'll hear from the family. And the family for sure, yeah. Yeah. Go ahead, uh, Maury. Well, I mean, I just have to repeat the same thing as before. Uh he, he'll be someone that we'll never forget and uh can easily carry him with us for the rest of our life. I mean, there's gonna be time that at the poker table, we'll remember, and Mike, you will remember his words to you. I mean, if, if uh, a depressing moment comes up, uh, you, you know, you'll remember him. This is, this is how we'll uh, take him with us. He's, I know one thing. If I win a bracelet this year, I'm, I'm, don- I'm dedicating it to Lane because I'm going to play so hard and try and win one for him because he meant a lot to me, man, during the early years of my career. And, um, I mean, he's just... I mean, when he came over two weeks ago, it's like, like, uh, it was almost like we hadn't, we, it was like we hadn't talked since the day before, you know, and we, and we, and we, I mean, it was like the first conversation, like really deep conversation we had in like five years. So it's like, um, yeah, I'll, I'll always remember that, you know, I'll always. Mike, let's go to Scott Clements. Go ahead. Scott, you're muted. You're muted, Scott me off and I have to do with keeps on kicking me off and I have to like I got my kids here and stuff so okay been working through that um but first off I'd just like to say how much I love Lane and everything else and and I just also like to let everyone know that we're we're going to work on something like uh 
in Vegas uh, with his at his good friend Brooksy's place. Where yes, I be- heard about that. When's that going to be? I heard you got we were doing something at Brooksy's, uh, some kind of um, a, a celebration of life um, and uh, yeah. get together. Let it, let us all know when that's going to be. For sure, I'm going to be in contact with everybody that I can about that. So we're still working on that. Um, so we're, we're we're figuring out all the stuff. We're, we're right today. We're like it's good. We're kind of this isn't going all night because we're we, we got to still finish the rest of the house and everything else. So we're going to go do that and then figure out what the dates are for everything there. And then, but, um, but I will be in contact with everyone when we get it all set up. So Scott, how's how's it like in in the past, sometimes when we've lost players, a lot of us have uh, a lot of, a lot of the poker players have stood up and helped uh, financially Um, is, 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 is everything uh, you'll let us know if, if we can help and who we, who we should help if, yeah, let us, let us yeah. know about that. Yeah, we appreciate um, it. I believe Ellie is setting that up. So mm-hmm. um, Ellie would be the one to talk to yeah. first. I, I mean, think. even if we have to do a GoFundMe or raise some yeah. money. For, so uh, I talked to Ellie last night, and, like, he's he uh, he's, he stepped up first for that. He So uh, I've never done one, something like that before. So, okay. um, but I, I, so, I mean, you guys all have Ellie's number, so. Yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I'll call him and we'll find out. And and the poker world stepped up for a lot of charity, a lot of people that we've lost. And I'm proud of that. You know, that people step up and that we help people financially. Um, After they're gone, we help the families. I'm I'm proud that that our world does that. I'm proud of the poker world for that. Yeah. So thanks, Scott. Uh, Anything else you want to say? No, I mean, uh, thank thank you for doing this. Welcome. And I, I'm just gonna go. I, I'm gonna head back over and uh, and uh, my friend came over to watch Thanks, the kids. So I'm just gonna go uh, go help out with the rest. And, Thanks, uh, Scott. We appreciate uh, you. Matt, you have something else to to say, and then we'll go to the family. I just want to say, Haley, Haley, be strong. You know that uh, you know your your dad's loved, and uh, he loved you. That's the main thing. But uh, if if one thing comes out of this. You need to know that, uh, you know, yeah. Well, a lot of you got good genes in you. You know, he's he had a great heart and uh, continue that for the rest of your life. For sure. It's, it, 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 it's so true. You know, it's like like, you know, I know a lot of times they they fought a lot. And, and um, you know, but but and, and you know, because like she said, like, Mike, he, put, Mike, he pushed Mike, buttons. That's all, that's all but, family stuff. Hey, but, Kim, yeah. You want to say anything? But, you know, he he loves you so much, man. Keating, final thought? Um, just an immense amount of respect for the guy with right out the gate. Everyone had it. Um, and he earned it, you know, really special person. So um I wish I'd got to know him better. Um but uh it's it's great to see all you guys share your stories. Um I think uh yeah. It's, I'm not good with words these days. I'm sorry. Yeah, it's okay. Thanks, Alan. I know Thanks, how much Alan. you were crying last night, and he appreciates that. Shelly, you want to say something? Uh, yeah, I'm here with Sean and Haley. Um, we, we, well, that's uh, how we should end the call with you guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, I mean, we just have to say thank you guys for... Yeah. Uh, you got oh, kind words. And all of you guys mean a lot to all of us, you know, and, um, and we, and we, and, and God bless you. And, and, you know, my hearts and prayers go out to, to all three, all of you guys. And, 
who are, you know, the, your whole family. And, um, and just remember that, that all of us really, really, really love, love late. We really did. Okay. So like, Haley, you want to say anything, Haley? Sean talk <laughs> yeah i don't i don't have a lot either we do appreciate all the kind of heartwarming stories from you guys and it does it does help yeah let us let us know if you need any help and lane, lane's going back to south dakota yeah yeah, yeah. he is okay okay we're we're gonna try to do the, the funeral service there before before the rally gets kicked off so it's all moving kind of quick but okay. if, if any of you guys need anything please Text Matt or or some or, or or Ted or or any of us and let us know, okay? Yep, absolutely. And we're all there for you guys. We've had a lot of outreach and it's just really appreciate. Uh, you're very welcome, and uh, you know, just like 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 Matt said, stay strong. I know, Ted. Ted. Mike, let uh, let Haley say the last word, Mike. I uh, really appreciate everyone. Thank you for coming and being so supportive. Uh, so many of you I've talked about my entire life. I just want you to know that. And you have made an impression on me. You told me so many stories that I even remember hearing of him. And it was amazing to know that you guys remember those stories. And I just want to thank my family for everything they have done as well. Uh, I love how much you guys talked about me, but I feel like they didn't get full credit because they've done a lot as well themselves. And thank you, everybody, for everything. Welcome. Just stay strong. Stay strong. Well said, Haley. Well said. Mike, I want to say, Mike, nice job, Mike. I mean, you know, pulling everybody together like this, Mike. Yeah. Great job. Thank you, Mike, very much. You're, you're very welcome. You know, um, you know, the last couple of days is really, you know, I, I'm I, I'm at the very tail end of COVID. I somehow am like the only vaccinated person in the world that got COVID. But um, uh, so uh, and I've been, uh, <laughs> but I've been crying the last two days, and you know, I just um, I'm glad everybody's able to show up and come on here, and uh, and um, and God bless you guys, and stay strong, and um, if any of you guys need anything. Please reach out and let us know, and we'll be there, okay? Mike, we'll send everybody to Ali Elezra, too, if they want to help financially, or I don't know what the situation is, but we'll figure it out. Yeah, we'll figure so, it out. All Mike, righty. nice job. All righty. We're going to wrap it up. Um, episode 70 of The Mouthpiece. Um, and I appreciate uh, everybody who came on today and uh, for everybody to really understand how great a player Lane was and and how much he meant to all of us. So. Thank you all. God bless you all. And um, you guys all have a great day. Hey, Mike. So Mike. Yes. Is there, can we, can we rewatch this podcast somewhere? Yes. Yes, you sure can. You could go to, you can go to my YouTube channel, uh, uh, YouTube slash Mike the mouth. Um, and, uh, and you'll be able to, it'll be, uh, it'll be up. Uh, the, the, the rebroadcast of this will be up uh, probably tomorrow. So, okay. Great. Or it might be up right away. I, I don't know. Danny, is it going to be up right away? It'll be up right away, right? So it's YouTube slash Mike the Mouth, right? YouTube.com slash Mike. Okay, yeah, YouTube.com slash Mike the Mouth, and uh, it'll be up right away. So if you guys want to want to re-watch this, and um, and uh, and hopefully that'll put a little bit of a smile on your faces. So Right on, yeah. I appreciate that. You're very welcome. And um, everybody who joined today, Thank you all very much. Matt Savage, thank you, Phil, and the, and the whole family. Thank you very much. 
and uh, have a great day. Um, guys, thank you so much. Keep in touch. All right, Danny, wrap it up. The mouth.